Hey everybody and welcome to episode 487 of Vigi Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapares, coming to you from the Justin Allen Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Ah, if we don't talk about clowns, they'll be rioting in the streets, Chris Antista. <laughs> and <laughs> special guest here to shamelessly ask you to buy the game that i worked on uh coming out next week chris baker <laughs> what's it called <laughs> circus on, electric baby. we'll be mentioning it a few times uh, throughout the well, course bring of the it up in the beginning it's why we're doing this yeah circus electric get some mm-hmm. plugs out at the top of the show circus electric have i mentioned it's called circus electric, circus electric. what's it, it sounds like it's about a circus electric but what is it about <laughs> yes yes it is uh so imagine uh a game sort of like darkest dungeon or erratus lord of the damned or the dead but not quite as hard a little more story uh, and set in a steampunk London of 1899 where only circus folk can save a city gone mad. Yes. And there you have it. That Beautiful. is the gist of Circus Electric. And did you write it, buddy? Is that what you did? I did. I, uh, you know, Congratulations. I, I wrote most of it and, and, you know, it was a team effort as always to I got a couple story laughs together and everything. I got some laughs out of it and I'm uh, cool. very happy with it all the way around. Even though it looks like it eventually is going to kick my ass. Uh, <laughs> did you <laughs> name we'll that, that starting clown Grok? I did not. Oh. I did not. And it wasn't until actually fairly recently that I learned there is a, a real, like, like one of the most uh, well-known clowns of that era was named Grok. So I guess one of Grok our the clown. Wow, people okay. yeah, actually like took that bit of history. The most well-known we... clown is Rudy Giuliani, right? Uh, no, but uh, you had oh. you had the gall to like make your clown a healer, or wait, no, uh, not a he- he's not a healer, but uh, he's he's kind of a tank. He can take the most yeah, damage, yeah. but he can heal with the healing power of laughter and uh, and raise your raise your buff the attack. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah he the raises their devotion, which is like kind of a morale system that we have in the game, which is not something clowns do in real life, or maybe they did back in the time of Circus Electric. They, they do yes. if you like clowns, I guess, which is, you know, yeah. sort of brings us into our, our top five. But I do want to say, um, full disclosure, you did provide us with codes for Circus Electric, even we though it, it comes out next week. We've been playing it quite a bit. We we have thoughts. It's it's really interesting so far. You also gave us the top five idea, full disclosure. Bastard. <laughs> which was <laughs> because we've already done an episode about colrophobia about scary clowns mm-hmm. like why not do an episode about unscary clowns in video games and i kind of loved delving into this i'm i'm one of those people who thinks like colrophobia as widespread as it is mm-hmm. kind of like became a thing starting in like the mid to late 90s and mm-hmm. i feel like it spread across the no. internet and it just became like a a popular idea that like no clowns are scary and gross and we hate them I I I think it, it's even earlier than that because didn't we, we do a laser time about evil clowns and like that's been happening since like the seventies mm. because it's kind of like an ironic thing to be a killer, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. But I mean, it goes back to the Joker if you want to. Well, yeah, really sure. Put it that that's way, true. but yeah. Uh, but I, I I like I 
My age, my age, uh, given where I was born, I grew up afraid of clowns, but I also, it, my, my vaguest memories are like crying at clowns, but also like I'd cry at Santa Claus and shit. I mean, yeah. because it's kind of exactly. scary to have a those, old dude those, makeup in your face. Those two things are kind of linked in my head. Like, you know, uh, kids who are scared by clowns, like, did you also cry when you sat on Santa's lap? It's, I did. It's one of those I, I definitely, they're right. some of my earliest memories, not necessarily the crying, but like being very scared. And uh, my... Not unlike Bart Simpson, Can't Sleep, Clown Elite Me, or mm-hmm. dare I reference Problem Child, they walk in the room, God, all the clowns. Uh, yeah, my grandma would had a period where she painted, and my whole family is a bunch of elitist assholes, I guess, and they hated her art, and they'd always put it in my room. So I've always liked it, so I kind of, I looked at a clown every day and had hated it at first but then grew to be like leave grandma's paintings alone i want it in my room quit making fun of it <laughs> so i still have it uh but nice. but I, I think it's it's one of those things oh maybe we, it was the laser time about ventriloquist dummies things that mm. old-timey people thought were fun not unlike fucking circuses christopher uh <laughs> we also have ventriloquist as a character Ooh, type yeah. in addition to clowns but yeah, yeah, almost everything involved in the circus <laughs> is is a little scary and and we're only now mm. sitting at a point where like there's not going to be any more circuses in at least not in this country they're done uh the last circus was closed closed up shop and i'm sure you know zoos could be next who knows but it wasn't the most humane thing to do with animals and That's we still true, have, yeah. and we still have a uh, Cirque du Soleil. We have, still have touring acts. Sesame Street Live is that not a circus? It's always in the same venue. And <laughs> kind of, well, yeah, it's like that's a good point. Like the the animal acts are a no go. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody likes clowns anymore. What's left? Acrobats. So it's, it's like all circuses are becoming Cirque du Soleil now. How do you stand out? Right. But that's that's all you have are tumblers. Here's a really terrible hot take that I don't mean. I literally don't mean, and I'm not trying to stir up controversy. I also had like a clown lamp when I was little because clowns were associated with kid stuff because mm-hmm. when our parents were young, clowns were associated with kid stuff. So like there was kind of a ubiquity with clowns and like there was an unironic like clowns were still hosting kid shows when we were little like bozo was still yeah. the original bozo there was still out there. birthday parties birthday and, parties and, yeah like yeah. so i just I, I i had a positive opinion of clowns as a kid yeah it's instead <laughs> of clowns at birthday parties you have dudes who dress up as iron man a totally non-threatening yeah. adult billionaire <laughs> yes. in a pseudo robotic <laughs> killing who's armor. way more likely to murder if iron man steps on you you are dead like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. way more lethal than a clown and it just made me think of what a great year it has been for Ninja Turtles Asterix if you're over 40 like are, 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 are we pushing Ninja Turtles on the youth the same way our parents and grandparents may have pushed clowns on their children 40 plus year olds are pushing the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles on our oh, I, I mean come on I, I just I don't know what their status is right now do they even have a show on they don't have a movie out I, think so i think the current show might be based on the michael bay movies uh i, I it's i think it's the i think rise is over technically they just had a oh, movie okay. or something yeah i think rise or, is over i think they're in between shows and there's right that now. seth rogan <laughs> yeah. movie coming and, and i just the kids should love the ninja turtles just like i did but you know we all have a tendency to thrust our likes on our children and i there's so yeah. much ninja turtle shit now more than ever if you if you follow NECA toys or video games and just I wonder what the kids think is this the way I looked at like my parents and the fucking Flintstones uh, like enough with this dead I don't care if they're chewable vitamins just 
God, grow up. Get over the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I never even knew the Flintstones were old until I was, you know, True. older. I just thought, like, yeah, it's Fred and Barney. They're on TV, like yeah. Scooby-Doo. I always wondered how they got people to record laughter in a cartoon. Mm. You got to animate really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and but they did. It's it's interesting. And why they were laughing because it wasn't very it wasn't funny, funny at all. Kid. No, <laughs> no. Chris, it's interesting you bring up like kids getting Ninja Turtles shoved down their throats because the Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection is out this week. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. I will say many of those good things during the new releases segment. But one of the coolest things about it is that it has like a strategy guide built in. That it does like the old school Nintendo Power look with like big cartoons oh, that are saying things, stuff like that. And uh, there's one, like, for Turtles in Time, for the level 2100 AD, like, Michelangelo's going like, whoa, there are kids playing this game right now who will still be alive in 2100 AD. Isn't that incredible? Like, oh my god. Really? Wow. Yeah, I they'll be in so. their 80s, yeah. but they'll be yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah, totally. They'll be like teenagers in World War Two mm-hmm. age <laughs> now. I'm very bad at this. Listen to J.R. Rawls in 3020. He's way better at these kind of analogies. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very excited for the Ninja Turtles collection. Just not excited enough to buy it and play it right quick. Because, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, it's, I've had the worst week. I've never had lightning knock out this many things, including my fucking Xbox yeah, that's and the internet. We oh, yeah. the, the router we use to record <laughs> the show, and uh, and my sister's getting married. So next week, I, I I'll, I'll let you know what it's like to have COVID. Because... Is she getting married to the lightning? No, no. Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe it's an omen telling them to stop. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. But yeah, thirty percent of the people I knew who got COVID was from a wedding, and it's just like, mm. oh, we're not going to take any precautions when we're up there. Open bar, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, don't don't let down your guard just because you're around family. Like, oh, I'm sure they're all vaxxed. I was wondering because all my families are, are like kind of coming into town, and like everybody started wearing masks again. I'm like, what's it? Oh yeah, you got you olds got to be real careful because mm-hmm. this is a really bad idea, and we're doing it anyway. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> all right, well, we should dive into the top five positive portrayals of clowns, and I think to make it uh, more difficult to winnow down the list a bit, these are all games that are about playing as a clown. We're not even going to be talking about clowns in fighting games, of which there are many. Some of them are even positive. But uh, these are all games where, like, a clown is harmless, a clown is a good guy, a clown is funny, and you're playing as them. Well, for the most part, I feel like I wanted to find the first, in my brain, the first example of a menacing clown. Mm -hmm. And what comes to mind is Garfield's Binky. Because he really? was kind of menacing, like hmm. not in the comics, but like on the TV show. Hey, kids! Like just <laughs> a little, yeah, yeah. He kind of was, yeah. So I it, think Pennywise was the ter- the turning point, leading into maybe like insane clown posse. Yeah, and you know, uh, I, I don't know. There was just more and more stuff, like that, like when videos started popping up on the internet. Like I remember something fairly early. It was just like a clown who would take a mallet and squash what looked like a person that was just watermelons and would oh. freak people out. And oh. Yeah, it, there was stuff like that. I think that, that, that guy's name was Gallagher. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's still a professional clown. I think when we were really young, we were still getting clowns portrayed as, no, these these are heroes of comedy. I did, I did just want to ask, did you have a local clown that you remembered? No, but I did get the WGN, so I watched a Bozo. Bozo, yeah. Pretty much, mm. yeah. Because yeah. I saw him like, Dude, there's not enough makeup that can hide how old this guy is. Holy shit, he is! Because like, he had an arcade game, 
uh, like yes. a ping pong, a ping pong prize game. game. That was the best part of the Bozo Show. A redemption game in, in arcades. <laughs> Grand prize game. And wow. that's what Krusty is based on. It was a real thing. They would stitch together theatrical cartoons, put them on television, and shit, there's not enough space. We got to have a host in the middle, and it'll usually be a clown. Mm-hmm. And that was happening well before we're born. But yeah. we had a local it's clown. Like probably the weatherman coming out. It's like, oh yeah. well, you know, I had some clowning experience in college. I so. Believe you're talking about the origins of Ronald McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yes. Willard Scott was the Willard first Scott McDonald. Weatherman was also Ronald McDonald, the original Ronald McDonald. We had BJ the clown, and I'm not saying anything bad about her, even though her name is the abbreviation for blowjob. Uh, mm. But but like uh, we were all thinking it. But yeah, she was like at local parties, did local commercials, and had a store. Where you could buy like magic y things or visit. It just makes me feel like I'm from a different century, which I guess I am. Hmm. Very we, technically. Yes. Our, our, our if local. You're more, if you're older than 22, yes, you are. Our local clown had a store, and I was always like, as a little kid, I was too afraid to go in, and when I wanted to go in, it would be locked up. But I, yeah, she would either come to you or you could go to her, and I just. Was there a clown selling like hand buzzers? down by Lake Yellow at my local store. There might have been. That might have been a business that existed in the 80s. Wow. And 90s. Into the 2000s. She did it for a long time. Damn. Local favorite. I, I just didn't know if you guys had a local clown that you saw yeah, all the no. time. I, I always saw the, the ads for Bozo, but like he was on way too early in the morning for me to ever watch him. And uh, what we had instead, like clowns were uncool, so we had this guy named Charlie who was the host of the Fox Kids Club, ah. I think out of Seattle or something, and like we'd get that feed. Man, and I'm... but so that guy was actually like I saw him again years later in an interview because he's the guy who owned Keyboard Cat. Oh wow! And huh. Shot that video. <laughs> you just you just blew my mind. I just got a Facebook advertisement for a long-standing local band who was also the host of our Fox Kids Club, which oh, wow. I won several things from. Uh, a Buster Bunny doll and NHL 95 on the Sega Saturn, which all, both of which I still have. Fox Kids Club, a lot of fun memories. Oh, and we're talking about Baker. We're talking about on 302010. Uh, the lo- I think the thing we talked the longest about, Michael will know this, Batman the Animated Series 30th anniversary. Oh, sure, yeah. And right. how fucking well that show holds up and uh-huh yeah binging it a little bit was just like having my mind blown as a kid because i just remember like dude what is this i adam west is kind of my only tv batman what how is this happening this is so dark right. and it, did a character just die is clayface dead it seemed like it uh, i distinctively remember reading usa today uh writing about it like before it premiered and saying mark hamill was the joker and i was like luke skywalker's yeah. the joker <laughs> how can luke skywalker be the joker <laughs> and how yeah, good what, the voice acting is it i have not yeah. seen a non-comedy cartoon hold up that well uh just because i haven't watched anything but mask of the phantasm in like a decade uh it's man it's so good yeah, well, like, you know, I, we'd always heard about Mark Hamill. That was like the big publicized thing that every, everybody knows Mark Hamill played the Joker. Uh, what surprised me, what I didn't know going back and rewatching some of it was like, you know, hearing the Penguin talk, like, I really like the Penguin's voice. Who's yeah. doing that? And look at Paul, Paul Williams, Williams. The, author, the, the guy who wrote Rainbow, Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection. The guy, and, I just watched Baby Driver. He's the guy selling yeah. selling the weapons to them. Uh, he's... Uh, He's the Zayas character in the Fifth Planet of the Apes. <laughs> wow. Phantom of the Paradise, one of the greatest movies yes, ever made. Yes, yes, fantastic. Uh, 
Paul Williams um, is a shit. Uh, Little yeah. Enos in Smokey the Bandit, and and, uh, and I didn't I didn't realize until I talked to you about it, Chris. He's doing an impression of Mer- Burgess Meredith from the '60s TV show. Like it's almost a dead on, like pitch perfect impression of that voice. And just while we're on the subject. Uh, I was saying, like, I think my knowledge of... I was reading Batman comics, but I was a kid, and they're fucking expensive. And I was introduced to a lot of Batman characters, uh, the biggest one being Raj al Ghul, which I'd never read in the comics, is not in the Batman 66 TV show. Mm-hmm. And it was... I though, that is That might be my favorite arc, the Lazarus Pit arc, and I just... Even in my head, yeah, can hear him distinctly. Great. And that was David Warner, who just died. Oh, man. Who was uh, in, like... Ninja Turtles 2 quested a bunch of garbage, like the best British actor you could hire to be in garbage. Quest of the Delta Knights for MST fans. But uh, he's great in his voice. Uh, like, I never heard anybody call Batman detective before that. And um, that that's mm. like 30 years old. Sorry. Yeah. Just wanted to share that with he's Baker because I know he knows his Batman real well. <laughs> yeah, that's great. great. <laughs> well. And anyway, I, I promise the show is about video games and clowns. Uh, so let's <laughs> just jump in with we aim to please number five. The the two most the top search terms on Google: video <laughs> yeah. games, clowns. Here we go. So this is a game that comes from what I've come to think of as the golden age of adver gaming. Oh. And when you when we talked about Willard Scott earlier, that would have made a pretty good transition into this. Yes. Which is Treasure Land Adventure for the, the Genesis slash Mega Drive. A decent video game starring Ronald McDonald. Yes. Made by... One of the first video game companies I was told to respect outright treasure. Yeah. Treasure. Like, and this doesn't get mentioned, you know, alongside Gunstar Heroes or Guardian <laughs> Heroes or, but, it, but it is a pretty decent game for what it is, for what, it, which is a platformer starring Ronald well, McDonald. I think that's, they weren't, it seems evil now to like mask, like make a game with a poisonous food mascot. Yeah. But it, it it was recognizable, and I loved all those mascots. And I even remember flipping through game magazines like, oh, Cool Spot, Chester Cheetah. I'll have to check these out. And I usually wasn't disappointed. They were pretty decent games because, mm-hmm. you know, they're basic-ass platformers. Mm-hmm. It's cool Spot being a very good game. Yeah, I, I think that was also like, you know, these brands were willing to put some money behind the... Yeah. Uh... yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more, hoping that they didn't have to... If we make this more than to... merchandise, yeah. this becomes... an advertainment tool to indoctrinate children to eat our shit. Yeah, I'm hoping like seven up paid for cool spot and not that like Virgin paid them for the license to make a cool spot game. I mean, it's pretty crazy because that was on a lot of merchandise, but obviously it made sense to put it on a lot of merchandise because you mm. want to get your brand out there. Yep. Unlike say big dog or no fear. It's it, they're not really in the same business, but there was a ton of shirts with these characters on it. And I remember I couldn't find it last. I looked. But there was a huge ad campaign for Sears when they got the rights to make McDonald's clothing in, like, 1986. And it was a very well-produced commercial of the McDonald land invading Sears. So it may—I have to imagine McDonald's pushed that more than the public asked for it. But it, the public still treated it. I remember 
fuck yeah. Can I have a fry guy on my shirt? I'll, I'd love that. <laughs> Grimace, yeah. Birdie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love these characters. Well, I did, still do. Did, did you ever have a birthday party at McDonald's? Or a go billion. We all yeah. did. We were poor fucking kids in the South. <laughs> it, was, it was like the cheapest way to like rent a room, and they had these birthday packets. And even some of the employees were trained to be like MCs. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the oh, best and, playground too. Yeah, and the oh, play yeah. and the playground yeah. in um two places in Florida, they would like decommission cabooses, and the the birthday party would be in the caboose. And if you've never been in like an old timey caboose, it's like two stories, all these compartments and levers and wheels, and it's a really fun place for a kid to play around and hurt themselves. Uh, and they eventually got rid of them. <laughs> but uh, I think my buddy now runs a sausage company out of one of them, one of the one of the cabooses. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sausage that's how big in the caboose. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crumb box. You can get a nice homemade sausage out of the caboose. Uh-huh. <laughs> not kidding. I, um, I, I'm sure. Not, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> McDonald's. Sorry. Yeah. McDonald's. Uh, so th- this is actually, yeah. Like, like I said, treasure made this. It's a side scroller as Ronald McDonald. You can jump, you can throw clouds of magic sparkles that destroy your enemies. And you have a, a scarf that works like the bionic commando arm that goes straight up. You can just like latch onto mm-hmm. these little handles and pull yourself up onto things. The levels look kind of like something out of Sonic the Hedgehog at first, and then they get progressively weirder eventually. <laughs> and like they, they do neat stuff with light and putting stuff in the foreground. Treasure likes to play around with, with visuals a lot. So there's there's like a bit where there's like a diamond pattern in the foreground and like Ronald himself as you're passing through is only visible in like certain squares. There's a bit where you're going through a train tunnel and the lights slowly go out and eventually they come back on and the train has been replaced by a bunch of ballerinas in bunny ears. There's very solemn music playing as these ballerinas are still on train tracks. And the train tracks are still lethal if you hit them, so you have to like wait for them to pirouette toward you and use them as platforms. It goes some weird places. There's bits where it's like you're going down a slope and like, oh, you heard this sound and now you need to duck into this uh, crevice or else these gigantic robot anglerfish will crush you as they slide down the ramp. It's a real strange game. Yeah, I watched some of it on YouTube and one thing that struck me was it didn't, it had the the characters, it had Mm -hmm. the golden arches, but it didn't really have any like Donald's food or or anything like that. It didn't have a lot of like the the side characters doing anything. There's like like Hamburglar shows up at the end, but you would think like Hamburglar would be a I boss have, in this yeah. or something. I have to wonder. I cannot imagine this was a well regulated space. But a long time ago, I did a either a podcast or an article about um, food uh, product placement in cartoons because it always looks really weird when Alvin the Chipmunks will be eating like a real box of Honey Nut Cheerios or. I think uh, mm-hmm. Curious George is driving in a real Volkswagen car, like because it can happen in movies. And I'm like, well, why doesn't this happen on TV? I'm like, there are very stringent laws in America that says you cannot do this on television. You cannot integrate a product into the experience of a children's TV show. It is literally illegal. So I don't know if they were regulating games like that, but I have to imagine they were wary and like, we need to be really cool about this. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, was- we're going to get regulated. It was a little strange, and and yeah, to to your point, like the the use of McDonaldland IP is a little weird. That like, yeah, you meet Hamburglar 
He doesn't talk like McDonald. Uh, Ronald McDonald just repeats everything that he's supposedly saying. Like, oh, you Probably. say you want two of my gemstones and you'll give me a special hint. Okay. Probably. Uh, yeah. And you meet like <laughs> Birdie and she opens a door for you. Like the professor gets you to the moon, which is the last Can stage. I, do you know that like every one of those characters, fun funnily, because we're all comic fans here. A lot of them mm. were villains. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Even Grimace started. Grimace is, was a villain. He, he would fight the Grimaces. Uh, Birdie is based on, uh, I believe, McDonald's opening early for breakfast. They introduced yep. Birdie. And every time they introduced a new product, there'd be a new character. And a lot of times they'd be villains that McDonald was fighting against. But then when we were little kids, like they were just an ensemble. But no, you're looking at a Batman Joker situation and <laughs> with all these characters. I hope Mayor McCheese and Big Mac started out as like corrupt officials. Yes, so Officer Big Mac. <laughs> I did notice he was not in the game as far as I Well, he's like a 70. He's like, uh, they got yeah. sued by Sid and Marty Croft after H.R. Uh, ah. uh, Puff and stuff. And they kind of, I grew up in like traveling across states. You'd have, uh, I still on eBay look for McDonald Land. To, uh, what do you call them? Uh, play place stuff like that. Oh, that okay. Mayor McCheese, you know, whoever the cop was, Officer Big Mac, where you can crawl yeah, in his Mac, head yeah. and yeah, get behind that was, bars. That was the best. Oh yeah, would scald the shit out of you. It's pure metal, no plastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I still look that shit on eBay. Also went up during the pandemic, and now is completely unaffordable. Mm. But I found one oh. for like five grand, and it was just like I can max out this credit card. But does anybody want to help me move this? half ton Ugh. object oh no nobody does and that would cost yeah. a lot of money <laughs> yeah yes um interestingly since we're talking Sorry. about mcdonald land characters this was not the first game no. to star ronald mcdonald the first one uh at least is you know maybe not the first maybe there was one on atari but was japan only for the famicom called donald land where you know, oh. i guess in 1988 he was known as donald mcdonald in in japan it's just your, you know, your basic platformer, starring a clown. It's kind of weird in that he throws apples that explode. Everything can act like all the enemies can be jumped on and used as platforms, sort of like Super Mario Two. Even if you're quick enough, the, the bombs he throws, you can jump onto them in midair and use them briefly as a platform to do like a double jump. Yeah, I, uh, which is kind of a neat feature. I don't know what the conspiracy is because, like, I deep down know McDonald's is not good for you, but they're just as ubiquitous in Japan. But their mm. items are different, and there is not an obesity epidemic. And over there, what's the story? What are they cooking with? <laughs> Tell me, because <laughs> I, I bought a burger there with a full patty of fried cheese with like a mm. mayonnaise-based sauce on top of it, and like. This doesn't taste healthy. Why are these people not fat? What's going on? Maybe they eat it more sparingly. I, I would, I would have like to guess. This is just an occasional like, treat, sort of thing. It's just like every, in America, they're on every corner, they're in every subway station, like they're unavoidable, and they advertise just as much. I, I, and it, yeah, I just don't get it. Don't get it. I don't know. Um, but this one does feature like Mayor McCheese gives yes! you your mission at the start. Yeah, he's in there. Like all the characters in the the Fry guys are in there. Actually, the the Fry kids are in the Genesis version. They they were no longer the Fry guys even by that point. Oh, love the Fry guys. Um, and and of course, you know, if we're going to talk about McDonald's video games, we have to talk about this one as well. However, briefly. 
AMC Kids again uh, by Virgin, who did the the cool spot game. And in this one, you're not playing as Ronald McDonald. You're one of these two kids, Mick and Mac, who uh, are trying to help Ronald McDonald find his magic set. I've already forgotten. Wasn't there also some kind of environmental message yes. in this one? Is well, there, the, yeah. there was a sequel to this one made for Genesis called Global Gladiators. Yes, that's it. And that's like teenage versions of Mick and Mac with like super soakers. And they're going to go out and clean up the environment and fight ooze monsters, I guess. I don't know. I never played that one. But uh, yeah, this this one was also like, you know, had this interesting marketing campaign with like the developer of the game coming out and saying like no this game is actually good like you should play this game kids love mc kids I, I this to me i don't know it, it sinks my heart in a way that's totally unrelated to this game and the treasure one i don't know do you even want to hear have i talked too much about mcdonald's mm, not for this show <laughs> did, you, did you see the, the uh, the last McDonald's craze I went in on is they had 50 different Disney toys for the mm-hmm. 50th anniversary of Disney World. This is like last year. Uh, and they even had like a Rocket Raccoon and like two Star Wars characters, which is bizarre because I just hadn't seen like a campaign, national campaign where they mix all those guys in with the Pixar and Disney people. Uh And I was trying to get every one because McDonald's had released a, a thing saying it was phasing out plastic toys in order to do their part with the environment and everyone very righteously replied i don't think happy meal toys are what you're doing (laughs) are involved in the worst things you're doing for the environment it might be deforestation and methane farts that come from the cows inside your burgers for adults who go there and don't get happy meals why are you punishing the kids and i think it's sort of turned around because now McDonald's wants you to go to like happymeal.com and when you go there it is flooded with video games not unlike MC Kids so whereas Mm. this was used sort of sparingly I think that's going to be McDonald's marketing tool from here on out free big games on their website just you know look at a couple ads and we have a new apple pie and you can get milk in your happy meal now which feels like just a slap in the face Every every ad that I see for a Happy Meal always shows it with like a side of apple slices. Apple mm-hmm. slices, which I learned through getting those Disney things, are optional, and you don't have to. <laughs> you don't, you don't you have two things to get of little fries if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, I know from having a two year old. Fair. <laughs> and by the way, getting a Happy Meal pretty good for the average adult. That is that that is about a healthy amount of McDonald's for the average adult. To True. Eat. Sure. A Happy Meal. Yeah. All right. uh, but yeah, yeah, I think I think video games are where the Happy Meal is going. And while these are like weird footnotes in video game history, like go to their website. They have tons of games now. And they don't need to put them out, <laughs> go through the certification process and ESRB rating process to get them out on consoles. Well, we should move on to another clown with a burger endorsement deal. Number four. Oh, God damn it. Now without lettuce. <laughs> uh, it's just it, that that soft, grainy Super Nintendo voice sample on which game? Krusty's Funhouse. Super yeah. Funhouse. Yeah, Super Funhouse. Because there is Krusty's Funhouse mm-hmm. that is the NES version where he has purple hair for some reason. Has the correct green hair and I think all the other versions. Yep. I guess my favorite is just when he gets hit and he goes, Whoa. 
Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Is this the only Super Nintendo game where the uh, it also has an NES version, but the Super is in the middle of the title instead of the beginning of it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Krusty's I think it might Super be. Funhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's very very technically, I think IMO, the best Simpsons console game. Very technically. Mm. And it's not saying very much. It's not. It's the, the least bad. The Simpsons. Yeah, those those <laughs> Simpsons games are like pretty bad. We've streamed a bunch of them because like we got good at them because we love the Simpsons. But like they're like really bad in almost all mini game collections. But this one is coherent in like a Lemmings S game. And lo and behold, I think it comes from the game's origins. It was never designed to be a Simpsons game. Shocker. It was like without the Simpsons characters, you can play the, I think the entire prototype via ROM, but it was just a completely different game about trapping rats. And that's what the game is. You are, uh, you play as Krusty and you try and not unlike lemmings, solve these puzzles to get this, these rats to a, a, a killing machine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was originally made as Rat Trap or rat released trap. as Rat Trap on the Amiga. Bart is in the game, but they really lean on like, I don't know what their licensing was. Like either the developers love the Simpsons or the Simpsons licensees are like, you only get crusty characters because corporal hmm. punishment and sideshow Mel. Yeah. There's like five well, the, Simpsons characters in the game. Yeah. Well, there were so many Simpsons Homer games at that also. time. They probably just yeah. wanted to yeah, distinguish themselves in some way. As a representation of the Simpsons, it's it's kind of sucks at that, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's it's really bad. It resembles. Liter- nothing I mean, you literally could put anything Simpsons. else in there because yeah. it was something else. Yeah. But the the game is yes, you're you're crusty and your funhouse is infested. With rats that look like little humanoids and walk around on their hind legs. And they will just walk in a straight line. If they bump into anything, they will turn around and walk the other way. It's lemmings, except you're controlling a character and you have to create a path through the level for the rats to go to. And then there's like a bunch of little secret passages and side stuff that you can explore to get items and kill snakes and and things like that. They will unflinchingly walk to their death. Yes. And your biggest reward to get to each world was to see a new, really vague Simpsons character who operates the machine and murders the rat in a different way. My favorite yeah. being corp- Corporal Punishment! <laughs> like, <laughs> just a military-dressed goon who kills them with boxing gloves or something. I can't even they, remember. They all, I think they all kill them with boxing gloves. Like, the, oh, okay. it, you're just marching them into a machine yes. that, like, it leads them into a chute, and then they pop out a door and are crushed with a gigantic boxing glove. Like, it, that's that's it. That's the game. And it sounds like... Here, here's, here's what it sounds oh. like. Yeah. This rat squeaking adorably before having the life crushed out of it. Whoa! 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 And I love, as bad as those Super Nintendo samples sound, the Genesis one sounds like something got stuck in a garbage disposal. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? How do you make Krusty sound more raspy? The Genesis found a way. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I also found, uh, I was looking for for ads for this, because, you know, the sounds aren't great, and I was not able to find... The Golden Joystick Awards? Well, yeah, okay. Golden Joystick Awards. <laughs> the most unsportsmanlike conduct on Game Boy. Bart versus the Juggernaut. Yes. The best superhero performance on NES. Bart Man meets Radioactive Man. Yes. Not at all. The best performance on SNES. Oops
Bart's nightmare. I don't believe it. Are you little? Look for a winning Simpsons video game for every system. Don't forget Krusty's Funhouse. Look at my touch man. It's winning. Oh. Those are four distinct games being advertised, and those are yeah. not the only Simpsons games out that year. And and now, the the visual gag, by the way, is that Bart goes up and accepts the award, pumps his fists in victory, and all these envelopes that say Bart on them fall out of his jacket. Uh, yeah. So, aha, he was cheating, and Krusty strangles him like I, Homer would. Yeah. I remain fascinated by Simpsons commercials, but most fascinated by this, because the, the Golden Joystick Awards are a real thing. Yeah, yeah, they've been going since 83. I even checked, like, did they happen yeah. after this? Like, no. I couldn't find any information, like, was this played on a televised version of this or was this licensed by the golden do they license the golden it's a it's such a specific thing the simpsons would have made up something funny or parodic mm-hmm. if, if this isn't a real thing so uh, yeah yeah but uh, but just because Krusty's funhouse is the most coherent polished game it is very te- bart versus the juggernauts i believe is the worst simpsons game i've ever played in my what, life. what are it the is, juggernauts in this it's sense? american gladiators oh it's wow. that's all it is and it really has bad. like one 20 one 10 second looping piece of music the entire it's fucking Ugh. awful Ugh. awful I didn't play that one, but the Radioactive Man one was awful. the worst to me. Like it, it, it didn't even have jokes. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was awful, repetitive, way too difficult, and didn't even have like the catch of Bart versus the Space Mutants and Bart versus the World. It was like this is a straightforward platformer, and it's somehow the worst of the NES bunch. Bart versus Radioactive Man, yick! Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, Krusty, possibly the only clown that even modern audiences don't find threatening at all, even though they probably should. I'm, I'm uh, trying to remember what, what year it is, because when we were doing Talking Simpsons at the end of the year, we do like a MVP of the year. And for like season three or four, we pretty much agreed it was Krusty. Krusty is like the funniest fucking character in the third or fourth season. He really is. Really? So I, I wonder if it was based on his that popularity. He was just used mm. so well. It was so funny. Mm. He, he became, because he became um, the stand-in for any, not just children's show host, but for any kind of entertainer. Narcissist, mm-hmm. actor, television star, movie star, anything that had to do with Hollywood. They named his studio Krusty Lou Studio, which is still objectively hilarious. It's, <laughs> it's... <laughs> if, you, if you know what Desilu is, yeah, yes. You know what Desilu is. Mm-hmm. And I just remember a clip from that season, like, uh, he's hosting his own Tonight Show and a condor's attacking him. He like, <laughs> she only does that when he feels like her eggs are in danger. I only ate one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's his only line in the episode. And it's like, that's the funniest moment in the episode. It's great. Uh, Crusty's uh, the shit. The least bad Simpsons game from the nineties. Um, but let's move on to something that was way more prolific in the eighties. Number three. Uh, this is this is one you reminded me existed. Was uh, that the sound Chris. of apples falling that I was hearing? <laughs> oh, now yes. I know what it is. Because yes. uh, Michael denied me Circus Charlie in this. Uh, oh, yes, everybody's favorite Circus favorite Charlie circus that Charlie. they've <laughs> totally heard of. Mister Do. Yes, Mister Which Dew. I just learned was a clown. I, I played that game a decent amount back then, and never even thought about like what he was. It it became much clearer in every subsequent Mister Do, and I think there's somewhere between three and five. Mr. Do's that yeah, he was a clown. Like that. Those were Mr. Don'ts for me. I never yeah. played them. 
Yeah, there was Mr. But this Doom, one I did a decent amount. And and all of these were completely different games. So Mr. Yep. Do was basically a Dig Dug clone, mm-hmm. where instead of like the harpoon and air pump, you have like a little ball that you throw and. Which, which I think was inspired, like, the creator saw, like, a, a rubber Super Bowl that was, like, on, stuck on someone's roof. Mm. And was like, yes, that's my weapon. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, it had uh, Mr. Do's Castle, a follow-up, which I think was also Mr. Do versus Unicorns. And it's more like a Burger Time style game yeah. where you're climbing ladders and you're dropping blocks on these monsters that are chasing you. And you're, the, the goal of the thing is to either kill all the monsters or knock out all of the blocks marked with keys. And then like a thing at the top opens and you go up and open it and then you win the level. There was Mr. Do's Wild Ride where you're <laughs> like every level is a gigantic roller coaster which you have to climb around on and collect cherries and avoid getting fucking creamed by these fast, you know, roller coaster cars that are moving along these winding tracks. Does he go to hell? Uh, <laughs> he should. Mr. Toe's wild ride for of those. Of course, who, yes, yeah. yes. But yeah, that, that one's tricky because like you have to be aware of things both above and below you because if you climb up on a ladder, you can avoid something coming below you, but something above you might hit you in the head. And then you'll careen around the entire screen in a comical way as you die. Um, the, yeah, there's uh, Do Run Run, which is sort of like a cross between Pac-Man and Quicks. Please tell me it has the song. I, I yeah, wish it did. Probably did. Uh, but again, showing you how the fucking 50s keeps bleeding to, into our age. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and then there was, uh, yeah, Neo Mr. Do for the Neo Geo in 1996, which is basically just a remake of the original game. Uh, and yeah, I, I have a clip. So yeah, when you collect cherries, it's now like a bagpipe sound effect and the, the farting noise is him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It, like cert- certain obstacles, like bowling pins and other things, if you beat them up, they'll like they might give you coins, but they make that weird farting noise uh, when you hit them. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like the legacy of Mister Do is is really just like he's a clown for whatever reason. He was wildly popular in arcades, and he got a lot of games, a lot of sequels. That yeah, well, like it's... that was a thing in the eighties where like if you made a sequel to a game, it would often be a completely different yeah. style of game. Because I think I, I want to try and quantify this somehow. I can't think of anything bigger than Dig Dug that like really didn't bother to readdress itself. Maybe Joust, like hugely mm. popular arcade games that like really like mm. why would we make a sequel to this? The first one's still making money. Maybe and Joust and Dig did Dug, get a sequel. It just you know same with Dig Dug and nobody paid. Attention. Yeah, but it basically has like two original forms: Joust and Dig Dug, and uh, no one was addressing Dig Dug. And by the time like but players still got tired of stuff, especially when you're pumping a quarter a piece into it. That was not a, it's a significant amount of money in the 80s. So, yeah, hats yeah. off to as, Mr. Doom. As, as uh, I think I'm a little bit older than you guys, and I, I was actually there for these games being new, uh, mm-hmm. Dig Dug to a six, eight-year-old was a lot harder than Mr. Do. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Do, I, I just remember controlling a lot more easily. 
And I remember the first time I made the apple move and stuff. I think you could push the apples instead of just having the rocks fall like you do in Dig Dug. And mm-hmm. that, that in Dig Dug, you have to like plan for that and strategize to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And Mr. Do, you just go for the apples and, and squash them like that. So it's a, a little bit more accessible. Uh, and, and, and Mr. Do's entire life cycle is contained within like the Atari slash Atari crash. It is pre-NES and it's like right around the Atari crash. So it's just like when arcades were like, well, yeah, this is where you go to play games. Who's the company that makes it? I forget. Well, it was uh, Universal. I think Taito might have had a hand yeah, on it as well. Yeah, I say it was Taito. Yeah. Taito. Taito. Yeah, yeah. They were merciless. This is mildly successful. We'll follow this up with something else. Mr. Dew's a big deal and it just burned white hot for a couple of years. And I think had, I think the reality was it had decent conversion kits that mm. you could retrofit other Taito machines with and that was that's an economically viable model rather than buying a whole new cabinet so I should point out too the the game is actually not Mr. Do it's Mr. Do because yeah. there's an exclamation point at the end well I also I wondered like since it's <laughs> Japanese is it Mr. Do is it like Mr. Oh, Path hmm I, yeah I was thinking of it as a Japanese game is like is this like a mascot for productivity be a Mr. Do <laughs> not a Mr. Not Does it don't <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have a I terrible it. story about this, and I'm tired Do of you? boring you guys with my terrible story. No, no, story. no. Let's hear it. Um, uh, I think I've spoken a lot about how my parents mostly sent me to free summer camps because they both worked. Mm-hmm. And then there, the idea of a summer camp opened up. There's this place where instead of keeping kids outside all day, uh, they have 20 Nintendos, a bunch of arcade games, an indoor gym, a pool. But they got to go... To Baptist Church twice a <laughs> twice Ooh. a week, and it's a church summer camp, and it's like, Mom, Dad, I want to go there. And it, on paper, it's like, Well, why wouldn't we? This is way <laughs> way more fun than being just stuck at the like outside of a YMCA for eight hours, which is normally my summer camp. Uh, and so I went, and and the arcade again was great. Like all these Nintendos locked up, you couldn't change the games out, so they were basically like arcade games too. Twenty five art. 20, I remember when I got there, it was like 25 NESs, 5 Super Nintendos, 5 Genesis, uh, air hockey, pool, uh, the basketball stuff, and a bunch of... I played a ton of Jungle King there. And Mr. Dew was one of the four arcade games. And the girl I had a crush on, Marilyn, loved Mr. Dew. And I think in hindsight... Sometimes you fall in love with an arcade game, especially when it's on a free play when there's no line. And I think that's what mm. it's about. So it would just be like, oh, did you want to play Mr. Do? You can go first. Like, I just try and get myself there before Marilyn. Uh, Marilyn not only did not like me and did not appreciate my Mr. Do based advances, at one point, I don't remember what I did, but I was holding a basketball and she threw a fucking basketball at me. And I couldn't catch it because I'm holding a basketball, and she broke my pinky. And I, this being the 80s, I was so embarrassed to tell everyone that a woman broke my pinky. I made up this whole story about how this guy in cowboy boots walked over and turned his heel on my pinky. I'm like, well, who was that? And like, (laughs) like you're 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 10. Like, I don't know. He he goes to another school in Canada. This is summer camp. Nobody's here in cowboy boots. What are you talking about? Uh, and I had to make this elaborate lie and get an x-ray. And it's the only bone I've ever broken to this day. The girl I had, a, Marilyn, the girl I had a crush on who was good at Mr. Do. I'll always associate it with her. <laughs> 
I broke my toe uh, rushing to hide my Nintendo because I wasn't supposed to play it on the the downstairs TV. Mm-hmm. And my mom got home early, mm-hmm. and I, I hit it against the the coffee table. It broke my toe. Oh shit! Uh, what, yeah. What it, was the was the TV? <laughs> I don't think I ever told her. Was that. the TV bigger? Like, why would you? Yeah. Oh that? yeah. It was it was a uh, thirty six inches, Damn. man. Not 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 twenty. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-six Had inch pure square, square uh, two hundred forty p. Yeah, Tecmo Pole sounded amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I just looked up the the publisher for Mister Do, and like oh, I place. I thought you know Universal was just like oh the film company got into distribution. Mm-hmm. No, Universal, formerly known as Aruze, does like entertainment machines, pachinko, arcade games, slot machines, stuff like that. So. They, they were the original distributors. I, I, for whatever reason, I thought it's like, oh, Universal, after suing Nintendo for Donkey Kong, decided to get into the video game business themselves. No. And no, no, that's no, not no. How, that's you, not the case at all. Yes. There's also different video game and Universal Gottliebs. Don't get confused. No. One damn. wrote Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mr. Do, uh, I, I'm in a bunch of arcade uh you know, social media groups, and it's held in pretty high regard uh, from people of that era, and it's, the cabinet's not worthless. Uh, people dig it. I, I don't personally understand it, other than Marilyn. Mm. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Well, we've we've probably talked more about Mr. Do than any general <laughs> interest video game podcast in the last 20 years, oh. so let's move along to... Number two. Not number do. Sorry. <laughs> a game i didn't i i was like dimly aware of but i'd never really paid any sort of serious attention to mm-hmm. any guesses as to what this might be you told me what it was but i don't i did i did ask baker <laughs> is a crazy chase involved yes it is a crazy chase <laughs> uh, kid clown and crazy chase yes kid clown is in this crazy chase on Super Nintendo. This one was brought to Game Boy Advance eventually as just Crazy Chase. That was when we started not liking clowns, so that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is actually technically not the first Kid Clown game. The first Kid Clown game was Kid Clown in Nightmare World for, for NES. sounded like this. Not only does that game not count as... I don't think it's the same character. It's like a fat little boy with blue hair and clown makeup and overalls. Uh, The game itself is part of the Crazy Castle series. And if you know much about Crazy Castle, like, that is... Like, it is a different... IP in every yeah. uh, every territory. Like Bugs you could just Bunny you can plug any Mickey character Mouse, into that. Yeah, right? yeah Mickey yeah. Mouse. I think this was actually just known as Mickey Mouse Three in Japan, and it was like, yeah, Mickey Mouse jumps around throwing balloons. Like, well, we don't have the Mickey Mouse license in the U.S. Let's invent this character, Kid Clown, who has to save his parents from the evil magician Nightmare with a K, like yes. the Killer Clowns. Yes, exactly, like <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, <laughs> they related. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Perhaps. Crazy Castle could be its own podcast that is ridiculous. Like, real Ghostbusters and Garfield were, like, 
that is two different versions of the same Game Boy game. Uh, and it uh, doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Because uh, Kid Cloud and Crazy Chase is... It's, it's not quite like any other game that I've played where it's just this character running down a hill, dodging obstacles. Occasionally, he will look behind him and goggle at something, and that's when you know, like, oh, shit's getting dangerous. You need to, like, pick up the pace and run from... Like, a bunch of logs are going to roll downhill at you and squash you. Or a bunch of bombs are going to go off. It's like things are about to get more hazardous. Yeah, I was watching some footage of this, and it, it, it seems like it was kind of an endless runner. More or kind less, of. I nice mean, it did. View, but but it did levels end. ended, so it was yeah. an ending runner, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it uh, is endless if you don't find all four of, like, you, you have to find, like, a spheres with like a heart diamond like the the suits of of playing cards and if you don't find them all then oh you have to start the level over from the beginning and that is kind of a huge pain in the ass but otherwise yeah this is like a really charming little game like the the part of the, the appeal of it is that every hazard has like a different animation that Kid Clown will go through. If he steps on a nail, he'll jump around. If he slips on a banana peel, he'll land flat on his ass. If he gets rolled over by a log, he'll be literally flattened like paper and just sort of float back down to the ground. There's an entertainment value in constantly fucking up and getting massacred, but you also have a ticking timer to beat in that as you're running down the hill, you're trying to beat this very long fuse that's going down to a bomb that your arch nemesis Blackjack or in Japan Dirty Joe has has <laughs> set up and is about to set off. Dirty Joe. Yeah, Dirty Joe. So this got a sequel in Japan uh, for PlayStation called Kid Clown No Crazy Chase 2 Love Love Honey Sodatsusen. Which, uh, like, Sodatsu-sen, I guess, means struggle or argument or scramble or something like that. So instead of trying to stop a bomb that the villain has set off, you are just in a foot race with him. And he's constantly cheating, trying to trip you up. And uh, this this one's a little bit different in that, like, it's easier to collect all the items that you need to actually finish the stage because you can slow down, you can go right and left. Like, if you pass something, you can go back to it and grab it. You're, you're not continually pushed forward downhill like you are in the Super Nintendo version. It also has its very own anime intro. No. Dirty Joe. Dirty Kid Clown. And they're both idiots. Dirty Joe is, I guess, a space pirate. Is he a clown, too? He is a clown. He has a blue yeah, mohawk, like so you know he's clown. Bad. Everybody yeah. had, like, a, a, a nose. Like yeah, a, Honey, a honey nose. the Princess has a clown nose. Uh, the King think, is a clown. I, I think there might be something to my Killer Clowns connection theory. Mm. I'm going to have to look into you that. Do you think this is that. a story from their perspective? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not all planet. killer clowns. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, yeah. you know, the kid clown is maybe the hero clown, and... Mm-hmm. And, uh, maybe Blackjack is a killer clown himself. I don't maybe, know maybe yeah, he's going going out to harvest people, nah. cocoon them in cotton candy. <laughs> I think we're onto something here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, no, this, this is, yeah, this was a, a charming thing to discover. Really well made and fun to watch. There, there are a few other sadder things in the world, and you don't see it anymore. But mm. when people dress their kids as clowns, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> have, okay. have you not? Like, I mean, all my old, old like 
pre ten year old Halloween pictures have some kid dressed as an immaculate clown. Like this, sucks. you know. I, I just remembered. Uh, the, you know those crappy Ben Cooper costumes. Hell yes. Get, you know, I, I I was Ernie one year, and I was hey, so hold. uncomfortable that I didn't want to wear the the mask. Oh, the one that cut so in my, your eyeballs. My mom. <laughs> My mom was just like, okay, you're going to be a clown then. I'm going to put makeup on you. You did red face? <laughs> I just remembered that when you said that, that I was that kid. Because yeah. uh, my Ernie costume didn't, I think I still wore the, the crappy. It probably you know, had Ernie on it and said, I'm Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. Watch Sesame Street, <laughs> the Ben Cooper costumes. Look them up. They're awful. <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you said immaculate clown, my brain immediately went immaculate clownception. And uh, <laughs> now it's all I can think about. Clown nativity. Anyway, <laughs> I haven't had to see a kid dressed as a clown in like 20 years, and I'm, I, I'm all the better for mm-hmm. it. Mm. Ugh. Gross. It's funnier when they get squished flat and then, you know, just immediately spring back to life and continue running downhill. This is probably the best example of like an actual kind of funny, comical clown that you rarely see in video games. Oh, right. Just not a clown mascot that is could be anybody. Yeah, sure. But is playing a, a, a what clowns used to be, a... A force of slapstick comedic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Fodder, yeah. Yeah. Some, something fun and silly. Um, mm. Not like our... Number one. Uh, this is a weird game that I put off playing for years and finally played through for this show. And... It is fucking magical. Um, <laughs> wow. Everybody needs to play Dropsy oh, wow. <laughs> if you are a point-and-click fan at all. It feels like sort, sort of like uh, the the unseen effects of Cobraphobia, the game, and that you, you play as Dropsy, who is a just hideous, hideous clown. Just has a, a huge gap-toothed smile, uh, pupilless yellow eyes, big fat guy everyone hates and fears him not because he's ugly but because they all think he is responsible for a fire that burned down his circus that left five people dead Uh oh you know you never went to jail or anything but everyone quote unquote knows it was you everyone in town hates you but all you want is hugs like Dropsy is oh is a very pure-hearted <laughs> soul who just wants to hug people and make them happy. Dude, um, I could be and, me and all I want is hugs and I'd still be creepy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but but there's there's something there's something very pure about Dropsy and he he sounds to me like kind of like what the original what I think the original spirit was of the Muppets that like hmm. all we want to do is put on a show and entertain you and do my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it can never happen in, unless we get everything together and throw a big thing. That is the Muppets, like losers trying to put on an entertaining show. Yes. This is all I know how to do, vaudeville, <laughs> which was the Muppets' <laughs> original thing. <laughs> well, Dropsy lives with his, like, so his his mother died in the, oh, the fire. He lives with his father who has been disabled, can no longer perform as an acrobat, so he works for... The Junk King, a, a horrible, hideous man who sits on a throne of trash and uh, just at the outskirts of town. So it, it's it's kind of just a mess. Like, you're you're at rock bottom when you start the game. And Dropsy might have some sort of mental disability. He doesn't really seem to understand 
how bad things are. He understands that people don't like him very much. I'm not sure he gets why. But, you know, the, the object of the game is to hug every person in town. And the way that you do this is, you know, they'll, they'll sort of tell you stuff. There's no dialogue in this game. Everybody just speaks in pictures. But you can get a sense of, like, all right, this person wants this thing. And so if I find this thing, I can bring it to them. Like, oh, this guy... Uh, mourns his dead wife and I found a locket with her picture in it if I bring it to him while he's sitting at her grave then he won't chase me out of his store anymore I'll, and I can get the Dracula mask that's in there and I'll get a transactional piece of affection exactly which I don't encourage <laughs> uh, he's also followed around by a little a little dachshund who I think is just named Eek and a little dog in clown makeup. And the dog also has his own agenda, which is to pee on everything that looks like a fire hydrant. And you get the same sort of little, like when, when you hug someone as Dropsy, you get this little thing that pops up. It's just a portrait of Dropsy waving his uh, club arms and like something in a, in an indecipherable language that like you, you can find a cipher for the language, but it's like, it just says hugged. And when the dog pees on things, it says claimed. The dog's like it's, crossing it's, its all, arms it's and wiggling its eyebrows. Playable version of that Dave Matthews Band music video with Judah Friedlander in it. That is a very obscure reference and nobody sure. should laugh. Nobody should laugh, but look it up. Okay. It exists. Yeah, th th this uh, this game, like, it, I think it kind of speaks to our whole, you know, the, the, the way clowns have been mm -hmm. perceived. Like, you yeah. know, this is the only newish game that we have in this yeah. whole 2015. Lineup here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, the game and, is. And it's all about clowns sucking. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's a response to the perception of the modern perception of clowns. And you know, there, it's not like there are other games we could have picked, really, either <laughs> that are newer, right? Like, I know. We even uh, talked about we it. Were, like, uh, does yeah. Sweet Tooth have a redeeming moment? Will he no. have a TV show? <laughs> Um, no. I mean, maybe he became a goofier character in, like, Twisted Metal 3 and 4, you know, the gas leak games or whatever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference. Uh, yeah, Dropsy for a YouTube channel, by the way. Just I, I can think of the whole theme of it now. Dropsy is basically like what you get if a baby turned 50. Like, if somebody went their whole life looking <laughs> like they did when they were an infant. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good description. I yeah, have friends. Who yeah, when you you told me about this game, I I had never heard of it. I just looked up the character, and it was like this horrific 3D model, which you don't <laughs> you see a little bit, I guess, in the game, but not really. That's what I thought the game was, and I was like, this guy's your protagonist. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's 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 got some cool trailers. I don't know if you have any footage from trailers, but uh, those are. They have like a sing along. I, I I think I want to play this now. Yeah, it became yeah. pretty notorious because it you know it's very early in the indie game space and it's a full game ass game like a, a like on a solid concept before anybody was doing something like this. How old is it exactly? Uh, seven years. So oh, twenty fifteen. I thought it was old. All right. No, no, no. I yeah, mean, it, it's the only game in our list where games can talk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they choose not to. Instead, you just get people who. Talk like this when they're angry at you. That, by the way, is a cop who is uh, has knocked Dropsy to the ground, is straddling him, and is uh, raising an arm threateningly as if to punch him in the face. People in this game don't like you. <laughs> Just reiterate that. And uh, yeah, you ha you have to help a lot of people who are you know way worse off than you. There is 
a like a, you find a homeless woman in an alley and so you need to get her a sandwich from the church next door right. and uh, in order like the the preacher at the church does not want you to have a sandwich because you're dropsy and fuck you but uh, <laughs> if, if you want to get it for this woman you you have like you find a satanic metal tape in the dumpster outside of a record store <laughs> and so you can swap it in for the tape of music that she's playing And then she, you know, gets confused, goes to fiddle with the tape deck, and you steal the sandwich, and hooray, I just gave away a puzzle solution. So hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Dropsy. Where can, wait, where where do you buy this now? Is it on Steam? On Steam. All right. All right. Possibly other. Yeah, I've, I've watched so films. many trailers of this and, and didn't even think it was still playable, but I'm glad it is. Yeah. I remember yeah, covering this in the game. Is it seven years old? Yeah. Well, the thing there. is, like, it came out of something awful's forums, and there the the creator mm. had this thing. He would he would do these message threads where it was like a choose your own adventure that he'd play with readers where like, Oh, what should drops he do next? And then they'd say like, Oh, shove this thing up your ass. And I'm like, okay, I'll illustrate that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not going to deny you this leisure suit, Larry fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hated that about leisure suit. Larry, it'd be like, you should fuck this or piss in this mouth. And it'd, it'd be like, that would, that would piss her off. And she wouldn't give me the amulet. I'm like, that means you knew this was a scenario I wanted to do. And you have a specific <laughs> response telling me yeah, I can't. Yeah. yeah, Dropsy looks terrifying, but I recommend everybody check it out. It is a surprisingly touching and moving game. And by the time you get to the end of it, it's just like, this is such a powerful statement about love. Even if Dropsy keeps having these weird tooth-filled nightmares that always end the same way with, with a mouth that just opens up in the ground and wraps its tongue around him and swallows him and it's nasty. But yeah, weird weird shit happens in the game. So instead of a pig pen cloud, he has a sarlacc pit that follows him around. Yeah, yeah, in his mind. mind. There's a sarlacc pit in his mind. All right. Well, that's been our top five clowns. Wow! (laughs) That are positive protagonists. Let's close out with some Crispin Glover. Clowny clown clown. All right. So we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. I was walking on the ground. I didn't make a sound. Then I turned around, and I saw a clown. Had a frown. Stood on a mound. Started barking like a hound. To it, I found he showed me something that was brown. So we became great friends, and late in life, he got sick. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com/slash LaserTime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the LaserTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk, talk about, about a good cartoon, a good yeah. experience, a movie I have seen three times. What? What? 
I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be the, like the diehard here. Jesus Christ. It, it is, I, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never it is it is Roger Rabbit, and I, I don't say this with cynicism. It's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers. Uh, yeah. and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just, like, trying to say, like, you're not going to see Mickey, and you're not going to see Donald, really. But, like, dude, there's schnookums in meat. In the end credits, for fuck's sake. I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever, but there's like, they're just boom, there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got. And are the, this is Randy Marsh is in a. Randy Marsh is, Randy in Marsh a fucking, is chilling in the sauna. In a, in a sauna room. I was. I, I got. With uh, two of the three little pigs. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash laser time. And welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to dive headlong into... See, no frills, no jokes. We're all about business here, New not releases. like Circus Electrique. The game oh, I was going to say, I was going to say Matt's corpse, who, who's, whose absence we have not addressed yet. <laughs> right. Did we? Yeah, I couldn't remember if we did no, or we not. didn't. No. Matt's dead, yeah. but he will be resurrected next week and probably the new Jesus. Yes, Matt is spending a week dead for tax purposes. He will Magician return. practice. Yes. Uh, yeah, hey, that's a good way to put it. Circus Electrique is a game that you worked on. We we brought it up at the top of the yes. show, but we can dive more into it here. Technically, it's a it's a next week release. But, the sixth, but yes, Tuesday. while we have you, let's let's talk about okay. this. So, yeah, you, you said... Man. It's a bit like Darkest Dungeon, which I'd never really yeah. played before, but it is unlike most games that I've played, where, yes, you are you recruit circus performers, you mm-hmm. you arrange an act for them, and then you take the rest of the performers yes. out in the street to beat up people who've gone crazy from some sort of steampunk. And they're cops. They're mostly cops who've gone yeah. crazy. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Mostly cops. Uh, yeah, so you want the spiel? I gave yes, the press. Gimme, like, gimme. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of guys on our team that worked on uh, games like uh, Operencia, which was a game that came yeah. out a few years ago, uh, Dread Nautical, and uh, Castle Storm Two. You know, we really like RPGs and different types of RPGs. And a lot of the guys on our team are big fans of Darkest Dungeon and Radis Lord of the Dead, which is a, a game sort of like that too. Uh, but you know, those games are really punishing. They they have. Uh, you know their narratives are, aren't really as uh, traditional as, as a traditional RPG, uh, so you know we wanted to make something a little more accessible that stood out aesthetically differently, different as well, and had you know more of a traditional kind of almost JRPG style story. Mm-hmm. Our game is 1899. It's a steampunk version of London. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wanted to make it part of the story that that you understand why it's like that. So you you do find out throughout the course of the game, and you know we have more established characters in our game. It's it's a little odd, I guess, because you don't actually play as the characters that the story follows. But, I, but they come they out at the end integral. of every battle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah. But the the whole reason we did this circus thing was, you know, we we, we wanted to create like a new aesthetic and you know somebody brought up steampunk as like an idea uh because that would just in itself kind of set us apart and then we kind of researched that era and we found all these cool posters of, of circus it's, stuff, and that kind of inspired us like 
you know, what if we married these two things? I, I'm personally very addicted to like old wrestling podcasts. But if you want to dig in one generation before that, it's the era that uh, uh, Circus Electric is covering. Like these are the okay. original vaude- like proto vaudevillian like traveling carny weirdos and uh, mm-hmm. ascribing <laughs> Final Fantasy powers to them really made me giggle. Um, yeah, just that everything has like kind of a, a not a I don't want to say a Bioshock motif, but I guess that works. But uh, yeah, maybe Infinite esque. I, I have heard mm-hmm. some people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's something I haven't seen before but it's something i got obsessed with last year because of nightmare alley because ron perlman is the strong guy and uh bradley cooper is the he's a mentalist but yeah you have a bunch of people like that in a steampunk setting with uh uh with with power attributes that's the fun part to me sorry go ahead baker yeah yeah you know and all the powers are they go along with the the circus character types there's 15 different circus classes you know we've mentioned the clown uh, quite a bit, and uh, and there's a strong, strong man, man, fire strong breathers, man. Um, fire breathers. Yeah, uh, we have like snake charmers who kind of do belly dances here and there. We have. Uh, I wasn't familiar with the term fakir. You know what a fakir is? Yeah. Oh. So it's uh, one, I mean, one of those ascetics who like lies on a bed of nails and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Michael and I are swallow but swords, that sort of thing. Uh, he's good for healing. Uh, Probably yeah, can take have, a lot of damage. We have human <laughs> cannonballs. Hmm. Oh, nice. uh, we have uh, escape artists, you know. Yeah, the escape just artists all your are really cool. Kind of types of uh, of of circus characters from from that era, and they all have like very specific abilities. You know, I, I like to make an X Men comparison because you know, they all they all kind of have their own mutant powers, if you will. You know? uh, so, and, and at the same time, as an RPG, it kind of separates us because we're not like knights and dragons and mages yeah. and mm. that, that sort of thing yeah that's uh, what i love which i know dan dan amrick is quite fond of that that, that difference mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah that, that's that's the basic spiel and you go through town and you, your basic story that the story is that there's this grand reopening of uh what used to be the the biggest show in the world called the circus electric a right. tragic accident happened and, at and they do the they do the tesla thing uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, a big Tesla coil. Yeah, like back, but, yeah. Uh, no, oh, not Tesla. Wait. Edison. Edison would go around like killing fucking elephants to display how oh, dope yeah. his electric electricity was, and I thought that's that's what I read from it. Yeah, they don't kill an elephant in the game, but yeah, um, the thing but, that they use looks like a giant Tesla coil. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. It's the pillar of power, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of like a centerpiece representing the grand uh, reopening of Circus Electric. So there's this big ceremony happening. And just all of a sudden, a bunch of people go crazy, start attacking each other. No one really knows what's happening. Uh, so these circus characters jump in to help save the the niece of the ringmaster, who they, they have a, an estranged relationship. The niece is your main character. She's a journalist. Yes. She writes a lot of stories for the newspaper along the way, which sort of act mm-hmm. like... Uh, Oh, did Chris Baker Audio write this? That it centers on a journalist? Um. <laughs> I didn't make up that aspect. Actually, that was that was somebody I, else. I did appreciate some of the lines in the newspaper, like uh, the the policeman tragically died after fighting with the heroic circus performers. Yes, after the circus performers yes. defended themselves. Oh, it's it's so tragic because their families might not have the funds now to see the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, your, your newspaper gives you the results of your circus, which a big part of it is planning a circus, which is sort of uh, a tycoon-style, almost puzzle game hmm. kind of thing going on, where you have to figure out like what characters you should put in your specific, yeah. specific performance and what's going to get you the most money and who's going to get experience from it. I thought thing. that was really interesting too, that it's like, no, you have to pick performers who will work well together because like right. this strong man might like really like fire breathers, but he hates clowns. Yes. And so exactly. you cannot put him next to a clown <laughs> in the lineup and how people work in position with one another, mm-hmm. which is not something yeah. I, like I, I don't know what genre to call this, but um, I don't remember doing since like Bradley Default, where I like really had to consider where where my characters were, yes. um, and how powerful they are in, in their positions. Yeah, every character has uh, six different skills they can use. Uh, it's very rare that they can use all six at once. I don't even know if it's possible, but uh, if you're in the first, second, third, or fourth position, it, it dictates what skills are available. Mm-hmm. So you might have two skills available in position one and five available in position three. So you probably want to put that character in position three, but maybe mm-hmm. that skill that or maybe you have in position one is, is what you really want. Yeah, maybe do. you want so a damage want sponge in, in position one. Yeah. And then you can do attacks that, that move here because it affects the enemies as well. And they'll do them to you that move you around and mess you up in that regard. Uh, there's also the devotion uh, aspect, which is like a morale morale system kind of thing where hmm. you got to keep everybody happy and uh if they're they're not happy they might they might flee a battle they might actually flee the circus eventually no um so there's a lot of different things to manage um i like but... that you could make enemies flee too though that like mm-hmm. you, know, you yes. get this mime's devotion down enough he will leave yeah exactly I, I... sometimes the better strategy is to to shit down their devotion rather than mm-hmm. to to deplete i'm not kidding my favorite aspect was like before i have not encountered a boss yet but they're like a boss is not going to flee because of this. Don't use this on a boss. I'm like, mm-hmm. no RPG tells you that, that like this won't work on a boss. You do it. This game does it in the first couple seconds. Like, It still might lessen their effectiveness as as combatants, though. Okay, you, fine. Uh, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, yeah, the yeah. Am- amount of fucking RPGs I played were like, uh, wow, none of these skills work on a boss. I'm like, don't expect this to work on a boss. He's not going to flee. The boss is not going to flee the battle. That's not an option. Like okay, cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of me. sorry. Yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of things to to think about throughout the course of the game. A, a lot of you know, a lot of diverse kind of gameplay. A lot of mini games and stuff too. I don't that you you guys have played up until the first boss or close to it. It sounds like so. No, not um, no, not me. But like when when the world opens up, I think w- 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 there's a moment where like the London Bridge disappears and you got to yes. battle through the streets of London. Uh, I'm still battling through the streets of London because, like, why would I want? Why would I go to the the, the crescendo moment? I'm still battling. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm that's keep... the the the, the kind of progressing through grind. the map. You know, people who played uh, Darkest Dungeon or Erratus or games like that, they know that map style pretty well. They can probably picture it in their heads, even if they haven't seen this game. Uh, but yeah, that that's kind of the the main. Thing you're doing between battles is going from one spot to another spot in addition to maintaining the circus of course mm-hmm. and there's six of those six districts uh they each get bigger as you go you're still in the first one um yeah there's there's just a lot to do and and i know just playing the game myself i i was really happy to go to work every day that i had to play this game to make sure you know it was 
<laughs> it was going well. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like one a of difficult my, job. And, and it, 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 more so than maybe any game I've ever worked on, I, I saw the game just progress over the course of a year from like something I wasn't really sure about to something I was like, wow, I really like this. This is, this is it's fun. it's one of my favorite motifs. Just that period and 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 circus freaks. I, for lack of a better word, sorry, sorry, circus people. Um, I, th- oh, yeah. I I tried to avoid that, but I, you can't uh, completely. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Baker Baker will geek. He'll geek. Um, <laughs> sorry, Willem Dafoe, Nightmare Alley, beautiful. Uh, but but uh, but yeah, I love I love the uh, aesthetic of everything in the motif, and it's made me smile too many times. Uh, Great. Where I'm, I'm like, uh, but I think that's mostly because of you. Uh, because like uh, Jesus, sometimes I think I'm going to get overwhelmed by the combat, but it hasn't happened yet. Well, the combat's very accessible. Like you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of worrying about like enemy placements and stuff. No, like there's that, just so yeah, many it's... options. Like you can go recruit yeah. all these people all mm. the time, and like I tend to get attached to things, and like mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know if you're supposed to be attached to these. Yeah, things. attachment is something you <laughs> yeah should probably do without. <laughs> you're gonna die a few times. It's not yeah. as punishing as those other games. Where you're still gonna die some. They're yeah. just talent. They're disposable. Yes. Yes, let's get true PT Barnum on this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll bust him down. We have to PT Barnum in our chickens. game, sort of. He's he's mentioned, and yeah, sweet. there's a, there is like historical stuff, and there's stuff that was affected by. Uh, there was a this this thing that happened in uh, 1873, where there's a divergence from our world. Until 1873, uh. everything was exactly the same as our own world. But then this event mm. called the Spark sent things in a in a whole other direction and you find out more about what that is throughout the course of the game uh and uh, you know it, it changes history here and there but there's mm. certain characters I, yeah. I you know i'd have i do fun stuff like you know tesla and edison were legendarily hated each other yep. right in real mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. but because of the spark they actually started working together and became really good friends made their own company cool. you know, oh, it, it, it's nice. it's just the kind of it, it's the stuff you see in the newspaper it's like Tesla and, and Edison Inc. Uh, unveils their plans for, you know. Uh, nice. Yeah, I did I, like the, the little details about, like, uh, the steam company buying uh-huh. Big Ben to use as their yes. headquarters or whatever. Like, yeah, the, the idea that the, the British government in the late 19th century is so strapped for cash, they're going to sell <laughs> this national monument. Yeah. Yeah. And in case you were wondering, this is an excuse to make a game about all white people. Boom! <laughs> it's actually we I, yeah, we have a lot of diverse. diversity. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of diversity. Uh, that's probably what, I think that's super fun. Yeah, everybody yeah, should get in yeah. this. Like, I don't care if it's revisionist history. Like the the circus culture is so weird and fun, and I've read so much about it. Uh, it really makes me very happy to see this as the motif of the game. Yeah, I I hope people respond well to it. All the previews mm-hmm. so far are flatteringly positive. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some fun ones out there too. Like so going back to the clown thing, I think it was a, I think it was PC Gamer who wrote something about like they they made they made a party completely of clowns. Was that Chris Livingston? <laughs> that seems like the kind of thing he'd do. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Mm. I, it was a it was a, a European uh, oh, PC okay. gamer. Mm. Um, Tyler yeah, Wilde uh, thinks he's European, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was a that was a fun one to read. There's a, a journalist who works for screen rant and she she told me she played through it twice wow uh, oh, damn. Uh, the demo the demo oh, that goes okay, through yeah. 
it's still past where you guys are. Mm. <laughs> um, and and she played it completely different ways, and she broke down like how it was different and how much she enjoyed it. So I'm, That's really I hope cool. people like it as much as I do, and as much as the people who have played it seem to like it so far. I say congrats, but it's very charming. Yeah, and, and a lot of that has to do with the writing because, like, um, it, it it is a genre like I don't know this whatever genre this is. Yeah, it's it doesn't um, really have a name. I feel like you know, like Soulsborne, like a name like that's going to come along eventually, probably mm-hmm. with Darkest in it or, mm-hmm. or Dark, like because of Darkest Dungeon. But um, yeah, but it's, a, it's, a tactics strategy game that's brimming with charm and and humor and uh, yeah, in a setting that I just love. I, I uh, bought several things that just are old circus stuff man it, mm. it, it cool. really entertains me maybe this will this this game's popularity will rival uh darkest dungeon to the point where the the genre is named uh circus dungeon yeah like it's it. a great mental you just image. Our, yeah you just <laughs> circus dungeon it's an electric uh, coined our phrase right here mm-hmm. everyone's listening to history right now yeah. <laughs> Well, that's uh, some of the hints. It, you were like, we would call it Cirque des Electriques, but no one knows what a Cirque is. I'm like, was that a joke yeah. or like a genuine thing? Yeah. That, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, well, so the uh, oh, are you reading? That's on a tooltip. Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Screen, right? Uh, the, the game, if it, the game is called Circus Electrique, which has an English word and a French word in it, right? And really, the 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 ringmaster uh, Randolph Masters is his name. Just mm-hmm. happens to have a name that sounds like ringmaster. Ringmaster Masters, love it. Yes, um, he uh, he's, he's a very flamboyant fellow, mm-hmm. and um, he's pretty smart, but he's also not so smart sometimes. But you know, he, he named it Circus Electric just because he thought it sounded good, and and he, he also didn't think like the people in England knew what a Cirque would See? be, but they could figure out the electric part. He, so. He's uh, Vince yeah. McMahon, proto Vince McMahon. Like no one's gonna See, get you know, this I, guy's I, Italian. I try name. to make sure people think you know th- there's thought behind stuff in the game. You know, like I want, I want things to make sense. Not gonna That's... go see some fancy foreign cirque. <laughs> there when I can see a, a good English uh, circus. Me- meanwhile, like the only circus we've had in uh, where I live, like it was in the parking lot of the old Sears because that could house more people hmm. than the fucking fairgrounds or the civic center. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was weird. And then like, and that's a post animal world and they have different regulations when there's no animals involved, blah, blah, blah. So I just, hmm. uh, I always say my favorite circus memory. I was there in the, uh, like 1990 and my, my dad won something at his work and I got to, we went to a dinner and I met the ringmaster and then he just gets out there and just remember tigers were like balancing on balls and he was singing Gloria Stefan's rhythm is going to get you rhythm is going to get you. And they're just like tigers. Like this is the most surreal thing I've ever seen. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is a valuable form of entertainment because this guy's cover sucks and the tigers look miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the circus. It's a fun thing to reflect on. I'm just saying. Yeah, we don't have tigers in our game. We do have a, a lion. Yeah, I so love lionitis. He, he is a. He's a very. Uh, he has a. Key is he blind? The story. He is blind. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten to the part that explains how he got blind, but that's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. How things progress. 
think it has no, something no, no. to do with her her mother's accident, maybe. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this. Thanks, yeah, really thanks cool. for having me. And, and yeah, full disclosure, you did give us code, so that's how we've been playing. So thank you. <laughs> It's the only way to get it right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, won't exist for a few more days. Right. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, something you can play now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. Uh, it came out this week, and it is wonderful. I mm-hmm. cannot, like, I, I, I went off on a little tear on Twitter praising it. I'm very impressed with it, which is the amount of stuff that they crammed into the yeah. Turtle Layer Museum that you can go into. You can see magazine ads, including, like, incomplete paste-ups of magazine ads for the Ninja Turtles games. There's stuff like the Ninja, the official Ninja Turtles style guide that you can browse. There's design documents for all the games. There's uh, stills from the TV show. There's box and manual scans. And then, like I said earlier, they... they put together i think um my understanding is chris kohler uh led the charge on a lot of this stuff but there is a an in-game strategy guide for each of the games that again incorporates like teenage mutant ninja turtles art it looks like something out of old school nintendo power it's a lot of fun to just leaf through digitally Mm -hmm. and it's super useful i i relied on it to get through the later stages of the nes game which i just played through in one straight shot last night so it was adorable on our private chat, by the way, to hear Michael like my muscle memory still works with this game. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't true. know if it's great, but it I still must works. Have, I must have played this dozens of times trying to get to the end and failing. <laughs> it's it's a mean game that first game. Oh god! One yeah. of my gamer uh, pride moments was, was I, I actually did beat that game. Did you really? I, I never oh. did. Not without help. Not without like uh, save states. The, the key, uh, maybe this is in the strategy guide. I, I haven't actually read it yet, but uh, you got to get all the scrolls. You got to yeah. get the, the scroll there, weapon. There's mm-hmm. there's that one building where you can just like easily harvest scrolls in like the yep. second to yes. last level. And, and also, and, like I keep telling people, haul ass through the fucking damn level. It's the worst. It's not that hard level, yeah, but that like hard. it, it really doesn't isn't. hurt you that much to touch seaweed. It just makes it like feel like it does. Yeah, but it takes very little life off you to hit the seaweed. Yeah. So just haul well, ass. Part part of it is the uh, the inertia in that level is really difficult because Ooh. you're constantly being pulled down and you really have to hammer the swim button, and especially uh-huh. if you if you let yourself stop while you're waiting for like the little lightning gates. Like you you really need to start hammering. A oh yeah, to, yeah that's to get right. Just go ground. through the lightning yeah. gates. It won't hurt you that much. And mm. if you did your harvesting correctly, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, there's still something to be said for actually being able to dodge some of the seaweed, which is a <laughs> yeah, fucking There really isn't. The Every time I see a speed run, they fucking haul ass and take damage. Mm. And, and 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 there's there's all these ways to like get your turtles back. So like you know that's true. Send Raphael. Yeah, always send Raphael. Yeah, you can switch them out at any time. So if like if you're low on life, just switch to a different turtle who has full health and and use up his health. Uh, and one of the weird things about the game is that enemies, if they go off screen, will tend to disappear forever, and which is useful. But then the flip side of that is if you wander too far from where an enemy was and you come back, they'll, they'll be back. Like if, if you chase an enemy across the screen to defeat it and you go back to where it was, it'll be right there again. Like It's, it's my least favorite Turtles game that's in the collection, but mm. it's still like a game I played hundreds of hours. Yeah, so. yeah. Where does Baker stand on this? You're a big DC Marvel fan. Were you a big Mirage fan? I, well, big Turtles fan, and I had, yeah. do have some of those Mirage. They were more expensive than the normal comics back then, oh, yeah. so it was kind of a 
Do I want one of these or three Batmans? You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah they were more expensive. Yeah, they, they were. Like four ninety nine before that was a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was... I think it was less than that, but it was... Uh, it, most comics back then were like a buck and it was maybe three. But yeah, it was... Uh, it was an investment, but yeah, I, I there was a period where I bought probably 10 or 12 issues in a row of the Mirage, and, and then the Archie stuff, too, I got, too. And, uh, yeah, NECA just announced the Archie figures for Ninja Turtles, like, I, it, and they're in Targets! I cannot believe this! You know, the Tournament Fighters Super Nintendo game is, like, half Archie characters. Yeah! The, yeah. All the guys you've never heard of, for some reason, they don't have... They, none of the... There's three different Tournament Fighters games. They're all unique. None of them have Rocksteady or Bebop or I, Leatherhead. <laughs> but that, I, I believe, like, God damn it. I never mind. I shouldn't even talk about it. But I think, like, one of the things, like, who is this character mm-hmm. in the game? And the char- they, they went back and figured out, like, uh, well, one, Eastman and Laird don't like Rocksteady and Bebop because they didn't create them. And they're usually consultants on Ninja Turtle stuff. And... The character in the fighting game was based on the girl in the third Ninja Turtles movie. And they're like, well, we can't do that. And they just quickly reskinned her. But it was yeah, very much based. There's all sorts of uh, hmm. speculation about that. Yeah. 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 It was very much based. Well, they, they, they had beta code. It was her. It was her in the beginning. But, like, but that's the funniest thing about it that, like, there are four online games in this collection, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's I, four. Th- it's four. But but they 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 were like why did you just say four and like well why would you want to play TMNT one multiple it doesn't exist yeah. and and mm-hmm. but like uh, we took the games that had mostly the arcade games that had four players or the competitive games that had two players uh, and, and and tournament fighters still has an audience like people they still the super play nintendo one is, is legitimately good there's actually yeah. a really awesome fan game that came out recently that crosses yeah. that with oh, right, uh, justice yeah. league task force and it's like just in a ton of new characters too. and they were like and he's like yeah. but why hyperstone heist and like why not have the genesis online nobody's done a genesis game with online <laughs> co-op play why not just do it like yeah you're right like sega hasn't even done that with their games yet um they really haven't um there's no online way to play in streets of rage or anything like that so why not it's also interesting being able in that collection like you can toggle back and forth between the u.s and japanese versions of games and so i found out that japan does not have the weird numbering problem that the u.s games have so in the u.s we got teenage mutant ninja turtles the weird game that I finished. And then uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in arcades, and then there was an NES port. What do you call that? It becomes Teenage Team. Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, then 3, the Manhattan Project. I found out in Japan, the first game is called Legend of the Extreme Ninja Turtles. And uh, wow. so the, the arcade game port is just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then what we know is wow. TMNT three, the Manhattan Project, is just TMNT two, the Manhattan Project, which I, I, I still have never played. Never. Hmm. Yeah, me either. But it is on that collection. You can play it. I did. I did try Hyperstone Heist because I was curious. I was like, oh, this is just like an asset flip of Turtles yeah. in Time, basically. Um, yeah, actually, uh, if I could uh, promote my side hustle, oh, uh, superhero.vg, my uh, video game. Hell uh, yeah. Comic book video game uh, 
YouTube channel. Favorite YouTube I just put channel. up a Hyperstone uh, heist uh, video that like breaks down how basically it's like a greatest hits of, of Turtles in Time and their arcade game. And they took oh, like cool. the bosses and they put them in different settings. And it's fun and it's just like far inferior to the other two games. <laughs> it's fascinating because I, I didn't understand when someone's like releasing... Teenage Mutant Turtles 4 on Super Nintendo Turtles in Time didn't make sense to people and like it made perfect sense to me because I'm an American but like yeah that makes no fucking sense at all <laughs> uh, to call that part 4 I could be wrong but I think I think 4 actually came out before 3 did by like a month or two I, yeah uh, I, I feel that way it, as well I played Turtles I in Time before like it, yeah I'm not gonna buy an NES game uh, right <laughs> That's why point. it's worth a lot of money right now because yeah. everybody was done with NES by that point. Oh man, Can't Tournament Fighters that. NES as well. Those are both like all the Turtles games are, but especially those two. So but yeah, yeah, I think we huh. obsess over this because I think as far as licensed products go, we're obsessed with games, we're obsessed with comics, we're obsessed with our favorite TV shows, and Turtles had the best mixture of both. For a really, really long time. There are a lot of bad Superman games. There are a lot of bad uh, uh, Spider-Man games. But there aren't a lot of bad of bad Ninja Turtle games. There really aren't. And uh, Yeah, there's kind of just the one. <laughs> it's, it, well, the one is... Bad. But it's, it's fascinating because, yeah. like, they started that... They got Konami on board before that was aired on television. Yeah. I, and I don't know how they did that because Konami, like this, is like the third biggest game publisher in Japan. How do you convince them this is going to be a cool thing? Uh, know, Konami was very open to licensing in the late they, they 80s, were. early nineties. They were the Tiny Toons, Cal mm -hmm. Cowboys of Moo Mesa, Rollerball, <laughs> or not Rollerball, Roller Games. Yeah, whatever that was. But 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 yeah, like um, I, I think that's why we still talk about turtles because like its fandom was rewarded in games more than like Superman or Batman's fan fans were rewarded. Yeah, and and it got as a property just in general, it got popular right when video games were getting really good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but, uh, but like, mm -hmm. but like Eastman and Laird, well, whoever it was, predicted that because that you remember that first turtles game. I have the fucking box right here. It's. It's the comic art. Everyone has a red mask. It's yeah. very weird yeah. that they released yes. that game with that box art. Yeah, yeah it confused yeah. a lot they of kids for mean. sure. <laughs> They're not the cute round cartoon Ninja Turtles, like like on the the box for the arcade game. Yeah, they had nothing to go on. Mm -hmm. We don't know what we don't know what this awful animation company is producing. But yeah. uh, never mind. But uh, like I, I'm so happy. As soon as I'm done with my awful wedding. Goddamn obligations. I cannot wait to like play every I, I've never played Hyperstone Heist all the way through. I've never played Manhattan Project all the way through. Um I cannot wait to do that. Cannot wait. Hyperstone is 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 very easy, actually. It's really? like yeah, it, it's surprisingly just easy. Uh more so than the other games. And maybe that's one of the reasons I, I don't like it. Maybe, so maybe because it's, it's like one of the few that was designed. This is just a console game. Like, yeah, well, it, it it was, but at the same time, it was also based on arcade assets and yes. arcade mm. boss fights. Like the boss fight, the the attack patterns and everything are the same, but like Rocksteady's a lot easier and Leatherhead's mm. a lot easier. And I, yeah, it's it's just kind of weird. You can what? set it to five continues, and and you'll probably beat it. But we, we, I think we, I don't know, remember if we talked to Dan about this on mic, but like 
This is exactly what I want from retro game releases. I've talked to Baker for years. Like, I would... I don't care what Spider-Man game is bad. Like, give me a Spider-Man collection yeah. from, like, the Atari to, like, PlayStation. Before PlayStation. Like, I just want to play every Spider-Man game before that. And this, this is that. It's possible if a company agrees to it. And if this is successful... Oh my god, we'll see like Batman collections, Spider-Man collections. Well, to, to, you do have to take into account that this is all Konami, whereas like Batman mm-hmm. is partially Konami, partially Sunsoft, partially Ooh, partially Data East. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, true. Uh, so it's not impossible. I mean, like art look at Arcade One Up. X-Men right. Machine has right. has Konami and Data East crossing over. Mm-hmm. Um you just have to get people who care, I think. Yeah. And and who, you know, care about seeing this out there more than they do about the huge cut chunk of money they should make gonna get on doing that. nothing and that's the big, big challenge right yeah exactly yeah like i was you know i was talking off mike earlier you guys i, I i'd love to see star wars uh, i think there's a lot of star wars stuff you could do yeah like that too but um that's ton of companies too you know atari with all the arcade games and sega with arcade games and mm-hmm. lucas art stuff and JVC. Yeah, I was going to say, was it JVC that did <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah, you could you could do their their Super Nintendo and NES games, and then like couple that with like the weird, obscure Japan only yeah, Star exactly, Wars games, yeah. where like Darth Vader turns into a scorpion at the end of the first yes. level. I think Limited Run should put that out. That's just me too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. With a Darth Vader scorpion I've said that action at least figure, like three or four I would buy times. that. <laughs> on to I, limited run. I do books. have a copy of that that I bought years ago from Chris Kohler at a at a um <laughs> Yeah. Chris Kohler got me my copy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just distributing <laughs> them to everybody. He's like he's like the Johnny Appleseed of that weird Star Wars. Game. <laughs> yes. no, I, I remember that moment. He's like, I'm having children buy my games. <laughs> How uh, many copies of that passed through that man, I wonder. Good lord. I got something to say about that in the news. Hmm. Yeah, let's keep on going. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed is out, if you like Destroy All Humans. This was the sequel where it's like, it's not the the eerie theremin B-movie 50s anymore. It's the sad parody of the 60s where everybody's a hippie or a cop or a soldier or whatever. And it's a very pretty version of Destroy All Humans 2. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a nominally open world game. I think it has a bunch of different smaller open worlds that you go through. The first one, based on San Francisco, feels like a bit of a small version of San Francisco, especially once you get the flying saucer. But uh, where we all is... met and have eaten pizza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's it's a fun game. You know, you you want to harvest humans for DNA or whatever uh, while fighting. Very cartoonish Russian spies. There is a disclaimer at the beginning, basically saying jokes here were probably acceptable in the oh, mid, no. early to mid two thousands, <laughs> and we haven't changed the content at all. Yeah, uh, this is the same same game, the same missions, the same script. Uh, we've just changed the graphics more or less. And uh, so, yeah, I think they say something about like furons can be very edgy. (laughs) (laughs) Furons being the alien race that you're playing as. So, yeah, main character is a little gray alien who does a Jack Nicholson impression through the entire game. And your your handler is uh, Orthopox, who is a scientist voiced by Richard Horvitz. So you get that great screaming Invader Zim voice all the time. (laughs) 
Doom! If you like that series, this is the prettiest version of it yet. I played a little bit. It's fun so far. I'll play some more of it. Um, Tinykin is out on Game Pass and other platforms. It is a... uh, It reminded me, honestly, of, like, Pikmin. But if Mm -hmm. Pikmin were a 3D exploration game that did that cool thing that a lot of games are doing now with all the characters are 2D sprites against an open world. The mm. difference is these these sprites are so high res and pretty that like it doesn't stand out like, you know, to the Parappa degree that it does in something like um <laughs> Is that, that demon? a degree. Yeah. <laughs> where, where it's like, you know, this is clearly a paper-thin 2D character. Not not like Demon Turf or, um, you know, similar games, stuff like that. But uh, it is it is pretty neat. You're a human on an alien planet, and you're like, I've discovered that humans don't come from this planet. They come from a different planet. I found a signal. I'm going to go there and explore. And for some reason, you're in what seems to be a 21st century human dwelling but you are very, very tiny, and all the people that you can interact with are bugs, like literal, literal intelligent bugs. Honey, and, I shrunk the kids approach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, kind of. And they seem to worship the human that used to live in this house as a god. Yeah, every, everything is still pristine, despite the fact that there's no person living here. But, yeah, the the, ant, the the bugs only know the world as this house. And, oh, the the human who lived here might have been developing technology that would have let him travel outside the house. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun. And and you there are these... The, the title comes from these little creatures called Tinykins that you collect. And they're all super strong. And they just follow you very obediently. And so, like, you know, if you see, like, oh, that vase is blocking my path... I can throw the tinykins at it, and it's like, oh, it's there's a little counter that pops up that says, like, oh, you need to throw 30 tinykins at this face. And then once you do, once you collect that many tinykins, come back and throw them at it, like, they'll pick it up and move it. And you can go through the secret passage it's blocking or whatever. There's a bunch of puzzles like that. But that that's where the Pikmin element comes in. It's not like, yeah. you know, you're constantly controlling this mob of creatures with the right stick or anything. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty... Yeah, there haven't really been any... Pikmin-esque games recently I can think of. This is maybe filling a, filling a void there for people who like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When was the last one? Pikmin 3? Immortality is also came out this week. It's a uh, FMV adventure. I th- think you said it's by the, the same person who did her story or the same team? It's it's by whoever is famous for doing fa- uh, very well-reviewed FMV games. I forget his name. But... Yeah. Uh, I was reading on the PC Gamer, and the, this is PC Gamer's highest-rated game of the year. And wow, yeah, it was a little too late for us to like. I get that this is like mostly story-based, and we're not going to be able to dig into this before the show. Yeah, but, uh, Sam Barlow. So he did do Telling Lies and her. Story. Oh, he did. Okay, okay, okay. yeah. Uh, and but, and PC Gamer says it's his best. Although, yeah, yeah I, I watched it. And it's like okay, so it seems to be like this actress mysteriously disappeared, and. Uh, through restoring her films, you may discover what happened to her. So there's like all these clips that you can watch and then you're invited to like, oh, if you, you can scrub through them and watch them backwards and maybe you'll discover something. Yeah. So. It, there, there was no way, I think, for us to really dig into what's good about this with one day no. before the show. But yeah. if, you have, if you're a Game Pass <laughs> member, like it's just there for you. You got it. Uh, PC Gamer's highest graded game of the year is yours for no extra cost. And uh, Last of Us Part 1, a big, big week for remasters and remakes. Last of Us Part 1 will have 
come out by the time this hits. We have not had a chance to play it. I think the reviews have been pretty positive so far. Yeah. Uh, prior to release, so who knows? But um, yeah, it is. Like they are stressing, this is a remake, not a remaster, and that's why we're charging seventy bucks for it. Uh, and it's not on PS Plus or anything. And, else. and that PS Plus Premium has a remasters category. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's not a remaster. It's not a remaster. Again, it's a remake. Yeah. It's a remake. Yeah. Uh, and I, I played more Saints Row since last week, and I still think it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a bunch yeah. of people come around to like, it, it didn't change the open world crime genre, but it's it's fucking fun. It it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it does have buggy issues. It's... Uh, and it, it does do some things like I've, I realize I've kind of gotten used to open world games that like you take on a mission and then on while you're en route to the mission objective, you can still stop and do other side missions mm-hmm. and things like that. Or you can start another mission in the middle of your first mission and you'll you'll just make, you know, have them both to do one in your inventory. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And this is just like, oh, you took that mission? Well, everything's locked until you oh. finish it or quit out of it. Like, you know, you see a side mission, and unless it's something like, a, you know, a photo challenge that you can complete easily, like, yeah, you just don't do that right now. You can come back to it. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's enjoyable. It's, I, it's I silly. I cannot it feels wait a lot to play like it. Saints Row I, 2 or 3. I cannot wait to play it. I really can't. Like, yeah. what else yeah. is there like Saints Row or GTA, if for lack of a better word, that's out there. Not right a now. lot. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing to do. Yeah, maybe Mafia, which they they confirmed that there's going to be a Mafia four. Good. Although, yeah, that might be a topic for. Oh. oh. <laughs> News. I mean, yeah, that's it. I think Hangar 13 has been confirmed as working on a new Mafia yeah, game. I'm, so. <laughs> I'm doing the Maddie news segment, and um, mm. I, did, I did want to point out, because uh, all the Mafia games are on PS Plus, which, mm. I've, dude, I've never played. None. Not one. Not, not a single no, one? No, I've previewed them professionally, but I've never played a full Mafia game ever. And, and, and like, wow, okay, they're all there, including the remasters. Yeah, they're all there. Uh, yeah, one the the remake of one is is pretty yeah. good also, and it it does a thing where like one of the more interesting things about Mafia One was that you actually had to obey traffic regulations. Yeah. Like if a light is red, you have to stop, or a cop will come after you. Uh, and I think the remake lets you decide whether you want to turn that on or off. <laughs> yes. So yes, and in, in terms of that news. To make things more complicated, I complicating the streaming wars. Death Loop is coming to PS Plus this month. One of our games oh, of the cool. year last wow. year. Wow! But it's <laughs> it's complicated because that is a Bethesda game who mm. is a Microsoft company, mm. and you will be able to play for free for PlayStation for who knows how long. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, that Weird. made me giggle a little bit, especially because because like Mike was like, "Can you play this game before?" Like, my Xbox got knocked out by, like, lightning or a power surge. And, like, yeah, yeah, I got... Oh, no, I can't. I have no access to my Xbox, my Game Pass, because my... God... Patreon.com slash laser time. That's what I'm saying. What a horrible excuse to buy an Xbox Series X. I Well, yeah. But... Which I can <laughs> finally find. Yes. Uh, They're in stores, sort of. The... the 
I, I did the news this week, so it is a little tailored towards my taste. Okay. And I wanted to see what you guys thought. Um, because my highlight was Prey 2017 lead dev hated the name Prey 2017 uh, via an article at Eurogamer. Um, and that is for, former uh, Arcane director and Weird West designer Rafael Colantonio said, I didn't want the game to be called Prey. I had to say I wanted it in front of journalists, which is not my pleasure. I hate to lie, but uh, also sales lies. <laughs> it's not like a personal lie or whatever, but I just felt bad. And do you remember, Michael, did you play Prey? Yes. Baker? And I, I remember not, playing but, it. But it, I do find it incredibly confusing to, to talk about the game Prey, and you don't know if you're talking about that one or the one just what was it 10 maybe 10 years before that most there, people are talking about the 2017 one yeah so. true there's but, a, <laughs> it, or possibly it's the not that movie. long between those two mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things in, in in bethesda's defense like there wasn't a lot of things defining what prey was but if you were like i played it on pc i think in 04 and there was an 06 version uh that came in on xbox but it was like a very linear game that got very puzzle focused later on. It was like it's one of the coolest games I've ever played uh, narratively. And that was also a game like Duke Nukem Forever that 3D Realms was working on forever. Yes, uh, I think it was first you know debuted sometime in the mid '90s and then finally came out in the mid 2000s, and that was an unprecedented development cycle at the time. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think Bethesda was fully involved with the original Prey or anything like that. And I don't know what these people were developing, but they just like, this is the new Prey, and we're not going to call it Prey 2, we're going to call it Prey Prey. (laughs) And and, and people like us will have to describe it as Prey 2017 till the end of time, which is fucking annoying. (laughs) And and I just loved his quote. He's like, I'm grateful that a company will give me the means to make a game and trust my ability. Uh, and so many millions of dollars. I'm grateful for that. But there is still a bit of artistic slash creative side that is insulted when you tell the artist your game is going to be called Prey. You go like, I don't think it should. It's a mistake. It's a sales mistake. Uh, because we're going to get the backfires from the original Prey fans. And like that, that moment where like you're your background turns black and it's just like, yeah, I was a Prey fan. Like This has nothing to do with Prey. It confused me, but I understand why the game is good. Uh, the game is the game is technically great, but it wasn't. It had nothing to do with prey. So, like, you're displeasing prey fans, uh, thinking they're going to get a follow up to Tommy doing something, mm-hmm. and then like the gameplay style is weird. Do you remember that? Like, prey was called by a lot of people game of that year, very good game of the year. Yeah. Um, but if you liked the original Prey, it didn't resemble it at all. <laughs> no, well, I understand what he's saying, that that kind yeah. of, you know, overlays a set of expectations onto the game. And on the one hand, you have Bethesda. I guess the original publisher was 2K. So you would have Bethesda presumably saying, like, look, we paid for this license. We're going to use it for yeah. something. So let's call your game Prey. But we're not making a Prey yeah. game. We're not making, yeah. Which like he doesn't say in the Eurogamer article, but, like, well, what game were you making? Like, was this called something else? Was this was this something else? I mean, that this happens with movies all the time. Uh, we we just did on thirty twenty ten uh, 
Brandon Lee. Remember Brandon Lee who got killed mm-hmm. in the crow? Of course. Did an action movie called Rapid Fire. And we just covered that. And um, the sequel was called Rapid Fire, Simon Says. And Brandon Lee died, so that script came up for grabs. And Lethal Weapon bidded on it, but it turns out Die Hard won it. And Die Hard with a Vengeance became the Brandon Lee sequel <laughs> of, of Simon Says. And like, and, and so the rumor on the internet became, ah, Die Hard with a Vengeance was originally a Lethal Weapon movie. Like, no, but they both bid on it because there was a white guy and a black guy mm-hmm. running around New York doing crime things. Uh, crime solving things. Sorry, I don't want to sound of course. Um, but 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 yeah, the, the idea that like... What were you making and what was this supposed to be called if your whole team was against this? He didn't say that exactly. It was called Mm. Scientist with Uncertain Identity Turns into Inky Black Monsters in Outer Space in Art Deco Space Station. And it was just deemed far too catchy. (laughs) Because I I was such a huge fan of Prey and we streamed it for like four hours and like none of this. There's not even a character or a, a gameplay semblance to the original prey Mm-mm. but they're both first person shooters in outer space that's about it yeah well, well you're also like stuck in a fucking box in a room it, mm. it's a good concept like prey 2017 is a good game like and if you would have called it anything else anything else you could have called it prey like and i think it would have done better and he's like <laughs> yeah i think that hurt sales of the game eat pray love <laughs> uh, i bet but, it's a pretty common thing though that developers don't like their title i mean mm-hmm. i think prey is, is a pretty specific example because it was kind of something else and set expectations but um, yeah, I, I, yeah i get it it's like on the one yeah. hand like we want this to be something new that carries its own set of expectations and on the other hand it's like but it will sell better if it's associated with this familiar ip but then you can say like well will it really because how well did that sell 10 years yeah. ago 11 years ago and i think prey sold well because it was a launch 360 game and it mm-hmm. was a steam had sales but like what he didn't say is like what was this originally what was it supposed to be called because it, it like when i played I it know. it's just like this has nothing to do with prey and therefore my expectations are dampened, but it was also awesome. And and and, and so yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving on. I Real quick, can, can I tell you a title that I hate of a game that I worked on? Please, big. Uh, Spider-Man: Web of Shadows. What? What, what does, what, does what? No, I love the game, but what does the title mean? It doesn't mean anything. Right. Web of Shadows. Like, well, I know because Baker's told us because... off mic he loves this game like a lot. <laughs> you love the concept of the game. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the game is 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 one of the best Spider-Man games. I think it's you know certainly top five or so. Uh, but Web of Shadows as a name, like yeah, it's a little weird. It it get it. It sounds you know it if sounds you, if cool. If you Google it, if you Google it, it's like a, a spy novel. That there's yeah. a spy novel called that. That makes sense. You know, there's I guess there's a lot of shadows because there's a lot of venom crap around the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those are webs creating. He says shadows, that with a lot of venom love. Web, by the way. Of shadows, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just never. No one's ever said that's a bad title, hmm. but it's a bad title. Uh, what what, what, what was your preferred title? I can say that. Um, I will tell you there was another title. I can't, I I can't tell you what it was. Though, okay, and hmm. there's legal reasons for that. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you my preferred title for a game that happened. 
there was like a, a U.S. contest to name Phoenix Wright four, five, five. And there's no money in this because Brett won. <laughs> Brett won. It became dual destinies. But like the the the, the uh, Phoenix Wright game started with the, the um, courtroom exploding. I'm like, we should just call it trial by fire. He's like, we already called a mission in this trial by fire. I'm like nobody cares. Like um, <laughs> it's an exciting title when you're releasing a trailer, when they're blowing stuff up with fire. And, and even Brett was like, yeah, my title sucked and it got chosen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Brett, Brett titled uh, the fifth Phoenix, right? He really did. Other news, Tencent and Sony want a piece of from software and are willing to pay up uh, via mm-hmm. press release from their parent company, Kadokawa. But um, yeah, yeah, Sony and Tencent purchased thirty percent of the shares of From Software, a third combined. Yeah, uh, with the majority going to Tencent, uh, and they want to see whatever From Software is doing to become great, and probably Elden Ring to become a franchise. And I only brought that up because we—you might be bored of us saying Elden Ring is the best game of the year, but Elden Ring this year, a, a new franchise. Of a hard game that's a niche product, outsold last year's Call of Duty by three million games. Wow! Uh, yes, that's, that's so crazy. far. <laughs> that's so far. Uh, is anybody buying Call of Duty Vanguard as they announce a new game for next? There's no. E- there's not even DLC for fucking Elden Ring. So uh, yeah, like Elden Ring sold 16 million copies. Call of Duty Vanguard last year sold 13 million. It was on the low end for a household name, but like Elden Ring was not a household name. Would you invest in Elden Ring as a franchise? I would. It's my favorite game I've ever played. Uh, yeah, I would now. I th- I'd say it's proven itself, but also you can say, well, it's, it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. I think there's awareness. Like this is building on dark souls. This is it's true. You know, part of the franchise in all but name. It's true. But we're, we're on 30, 2010, 20 years ago, armored core three came out armored core Ooh. three. That's what from software did 20 years ago. Yep. And it's, it's dude, those are not bad games and they're, it's hinted that they're going to return to that formula. I hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> after this Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Sekiro, uh, Dark Souls thing, but like it's rumored they return that that will be their next game. Uh, but yeah, Elden Ring, we have all called one of our favorite games of all time, and mm-hmm. and Sony and Tencent have invested heavily into it. And uh, the only other weird thing that I glean from that is because Tencent has. Not the majority stake of Epic, hmm. but it does lean towards like a if they were advantageous to make from software an exclusive Sony company where Microsoft didn't make a bid. Microsoft uh, Tencent had five percent in uh, Activision, which was given over once Microsoft took over. Um, you know, bought Activision, so. It's a weird thing to think about, like Activision. What would you buy, Activision or from software? And I know what my personal preference is. I don't know what the best thing for business is, but like, uh, that's what's happening right now. You know, if if that were to be the case, which 
this deal isn't that, you know. No. They're saying, like, yeah, the Sony purchase is actually a fairly small part of their business, and it will probably no, point... it's 15%. That's big. You know, possibly more support from Sony, mm-hmm. possibly more exclusives for Sony, but not like, you know, they're going to become a Sony-exclusive publisher. I, I, I put it down because that means that uh, Bloodborne doesn't die. Maybe. Um, we don't know. Bloodborne is my favorite non-Elden Ring Souls game, period. Like, that's that's how I would like the series to look. Mm-hmm. Period. I yep. would love more Bloodborne. Yeah. More than I would like a Dark Souls 4. I hope that's not controversial. I wanted... And this is, this is the fun one. I wanted to ask you guys. You are all kind of game collectors. And some of us are game collectors inadvertently. Because we just kept stuff that we had. Because mm. we're old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had kept a lot more than I... I, I know. Had. I know. Look, your grandma had knickknacks <laughs> and porcelain figurines. We've got <laughs> Nintendos. Exactly. Like, uh, how much do you think your game collection is worth? I actually and recently put my entire game collection into PriceCharting.com, so I have a, no, I have an shit. idea. I Ooh. knew he. This is Chris. <laughs> Sorry to ruin. He always does story. this. He always does this. <laughs> I should do that one of these days. It would take too. It fun. takes Gimme. a long Gimme. time. What, what's your answer? My my answer is about eighteen thousand dollars. Damn. Man, yeah. that's it. That's like, <laughs> wouldn't cover my mortgage for like a month or for, for like. Do you know like how much year. effort it what would you, take? Are to you sell casing that? his apartment? What yeah. the fuck? No, 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 no. It's just like it's like. Have you not held on to something like? Oh, this is a baseball card in 1988. I'll be rich forever. And like, uh, we all have been trained by how much baseball cards and other Flintstone horseshit was worth to like. This will put my kids through college. That's not necessarily the case. Uh, I just thought it was funny. Like, this dude in France put mm. every console on sale. Every, and by every console, I mean every variant. And I was like, yeah, I have every console. Except for, you know, the dumb stuff. And, like, uh, you're the same way, right, Michael? Like, I might not have the Wonder Swan, but... Um, I have the Wonder Swan. They it's just cheap on eBay. <laughs> like so, so like we, our ages, Baker, Michael, and I, kind of coincide with the beginning of video game consoles. How many video game consoles do you think have been released in terms of variants till right now? Our age. Variants meaning like different versions of the Nintendo yes. 64 and different versions, or like of the imagine PS3. the Genesis, which has like eight different versions. Uh, with the Sega CD. Because I thought I had every console. I really did. And hmm. if you would have, if you would go through my house and like, oh, you have 50. This guy has 2,400. Wow. Every variant. Your Watermelon N64. Right. Your uh, JVC XI Sega your, CD. Your yellow PS2. Your yes. PS2. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of different colors. And right now he has a yeah. buy it now on a French eBay site of $1 million. $1 million. I'm not going to lie. I thought that would have been more. <laughs> if if you and I had an, had like an, un, if, if Michael Baker and I had an unlimited, like, or, or let's just say a 5,000 cap credit card. We would have bought every console that it's ever existed. I did not. I, this should be worth one, more than $1 million. Every console variant, even the rare ones, Japan ones, 
It belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. You need a museum. I mean, 2,400 consoles, that that's space, man. That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't they take that for granted? Yeah, and yeah. there there are pictures, and um, I'll read out the URL if you want to see it. Consolevariations.com. I'll move on, and my favorite thing, because I don't get to flex my Looney Tunes... I, I don't get to be Chris Baker in terms of Looney Tunes very often, but I can do this here. Big Chungus was... <laughs> <laughs> may have been applied for uh, Warner Brothers may have applied for a patent on Big Chungus or a trademark I think trademark yeah which I have to tell you it's from the cartoon the 1941 cartoon rap sorry let me scoot over multiverses is a thing mm-hmm. that has Bugs Bunny fighting people and if you play right now which I didn't know you can you can play as Bugs Bunny which I have not been able to do in that game in like two weeks because I'm not giving that game any money because it's not very good. Um, <laughs> uh, or it's not what I want. But Big Chungus, Warner Brothers may have copyrighted a Warner Brothers meme um, that is the combination of, I, I would just say, Reddit and Jim, Jim Sterling. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, well, Jim Sterling, like, it's, it's just... An image of Bugs Bunny, like, making himself fat to mock Elmer Fudd's physique. And I think Jim Sterling showed the image and, like, named it Big Chungus. And in maybe one of his videos, I'm not sure the origins. The thing I read, and Michael's always right here. I know. Yeah. But, uh... (laughs) Good to hear you say But, like, Jim Sterling came up with the word Chungus. And people ascribed the word Big Chungus to Ah, the Bugs Bunny meme. Uh, I don't think he ever called Bugs Bunny Chungus, um, but it comes from the 1941 uh, cartoon Wabbit Trouble. That'll hold him all white. That'll <laughs> hold him all white. <laughs> I... Is this a boring thing? Like, I, I feel like I have to explain this to people. Bugs Bunny was a, a character created in 1937 by Tex Avery, and he was, in the beginning, haunted by a character called Egghead with a giant nose and a derby and uh, would would hunt him. Elmer Fudd was introduced as a character who was a photographer and wanted pets. And... The misnomer is that, like, Egghead became Melmer Fudd. Like, no, not really. Hmm. It's just that, like, these things happen so slowly. And uh, there was a... No one remembers Egghead, by the way. Egghead was the guy who originally fucked with Bugs Bunny. And there's a cartoon where a shiny version of Elmer Fudd that looks like Egghead. Uh, But they had to figure it out. And, like, Elmer Fudd haunted Bugs Bunny as a pet owner... Or a photographer. And then eventually, I believe, this is not, I did not research this. I just read about cartoons all the time. I think they decided, like, we have to redefine Elmer Fudd as a fat guy. Um, because he he's too much like Egghead. Egghead is the hunter. And they redefined Elmer Fudd as a fat guy. And Bugs Bunny did an impression of him in 1941. And now we're going to get a fighting in character. <laughs> As as well, 
maybe like it seems to be speculation that like oh they filed the trademark it's, therefore they're going to put him in multiverse. It's already like, they there were tr- there are trailers for Big Chungus and oh, okay. World of Mayhem the mobile game. Huh. All right. But but the the reality is like the first Elmer Fudd cartoon that is still under copyright is Wabbit Trouble. Mm. Because his four year previous cartoons are not under copyright. So Warner Brothers Looks like they're going to own Big Chungus. Yeah. Your meme well, is going to be owned by a major corporation. I can I can totally see like even if they weren't going to use him in multiverses or whatever, uh, like this meme is popular. We should trademark it so that if anyone's going to make money yes. off of it, it's going to be us. Yes, we own I the character. Just, I was just saying, if you were confused as young people, I learned something at least. Mm, I did not know yeah. about Egghead. Yeah, no, there was a moments where Baker was like. I saw his face like, I didn't know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Baker, have you seen the, um, I bought the DC anthology of like the DC Looney Tunes thing. No. And the, the Batman hunting the sinister Elmer Fudd comic is hilarious. Oh, right. The, yeah. I, it's so I good. I haven't actually read those. I, I bought a few of them. I never got around to reading them though. Uh, yeah, there's a trade, um, cause and the weirdest one is uh, Wonder Woman and the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> like, they're going to fight. <laughs> and they do. Nice. It... I, I love the Looney Tunes. Sorry, Mike. All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last mm. week's question of the week was, what's a series that could stand to get sillier? Uh, Chris Baker, you weren't here last week. Do you, is, is there a series that you think of like, yeah, you know, it'd be more fun if it were just completely off the walls ridiculous? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. The first thing I thought of was Resident Evil, but but hmm. in the spirit of the question, I feel like the this it all came from Saints Row, which kind of totally pivoted, right? And like, yeah. So if my answer is that, I want it to be something that kind of stays that at least for a while. So similarly, Dino hmm. Crisis. Hmm. Dino oh. Crisis kind of dead. It's but but I, I I love Dino Crisis. It's at least the first couple games, or the three, right? And then, uh, but but yeah, like go Gremlins two with it, you know, like if, 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 <laughs> yeah. uh, it, which they sort of did. Well, yeah, but no, 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 you're right, they did because uh, uh, Final Crisis in Space is completely serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they they went more Jason X than yeah, Gremlins yeah, Jason two. Jason X and Gremlins two, but but it, but it took itself seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, relatively. Well, yeah. I didn't play three. I, I, that's the one I didn't play because mm. no one really seemed to like it, but. No. Um, but yeah, like have all crazy types of dinosaurs with different powers, like the Gremlins too, and you know, let it not take itself seriously, um, and just bring Dino Crisis back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Why are there not more games where we can shoot dinosaurs? Regina is one of my favorite like PS One era characters, maybe even my favorite. I don't know. She's she's awesome, but I miss uh, her. Baker, on that note, on as a writer of a game, do you have a conversation like, that's too silly? We have to have a silly quotient for this game. Like, um, Sometimes. Uh, yeah. Y- yeah, you know, y- you can, you know, well, sometimes you try to be funny and, and, and like, whoever's reading it doesn't see I, I feel like if you're, and... if you're writing for a game, especially things that gamers are reading... You have to be like to the point. You yeah. can't be funny. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, to to, to the credit of, of uh, you know, I work with Hungarians and they speak remarkable English, which is yeah. uh, 
<laughs> so they, they'll read my stuff and and you know it's like I'm talking to America is um, and yeah but like as circus an ex- as an example I cut a lot I cut a lot there's a lot of probably I cut like 40% of what I originally wrote oh, wow. and you know I, I think it's stronger for that and if, if they hadn't encouraged me to do that it probably wouldn't have cut that and you know there might be a few other you know funny lines and stuff but um yeah, but it, it, it would suffer overall. It'd be a feather in your cap in a slower. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, that that's that's part of the collaboration process, I guess. It's you know? why, as a writer, I hated working on game. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you uh, just as a, a team member in anything, right? You want to yeah. be honest and, and give. No, no, it's you know, it's uh, different because like know. movies are wanna... movies are writer led. You have to be on set. And deliver. This isn't working. Give us some stuff where it's just like we're getting rid of the buzzsaw mechanic. Rewrite everything. <laughs> Rewrite everything. Yeah, and you know, there's there's times too when like a little tiny thing in in the course of the, the game will change, and they'll just come to you like the easiest thing to do is to change the writing here a little bit. So yep. let's do that. Um, yeah. I, did I answer your question there? I, uh, yeah, I you lost. did. Yeah. All right. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, on VideoGameApocalypse.com, a man riding a woman riding a motorbike says, Bioshock, imagine a stylized, isolated city set in the distant past of the mid-2000s where a hideous, disgusting mutant chuds parrot internet libertarian arguments while you mow them down with a combination of conventional weaponry and absurd new plasmids like poop and elephantiasis of the balls. I I, I sort of want to predict this by not being any kind of genius, but Bioshock will get more interesting 20 years from now if they Hmm. reflect on what's happening right now. (laughs) Mm. 20 years out. Like, Jesus, that would be funny. Because uh, Bioshock, if you don't remember, is about a bunch of fucking right-wingers. Like, uh, yeah, fuck regulations. We're going to build a <laughs> build a thing under the sea. <laughs> Tired of all these Democrats regulating that we can't build a city under the sea. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Andrew Ryan! Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Colin O'Hara says, Madden should be sillier. I haven't played it in about a decade, but I remember it allowing me to create a 5'9", free safety, name him Logan, and max out his weight, and have the goddamn Wolverine eviscerating <laughs> wide receivers over the middle. Also, my quarterback was the max height of 7'3", with zero foot speed, and the name Statue of Liberty. As far as I know, such ridiculousness is gone. At least NCAA is rumored to be bringing all the mascot and mascot games back. Uh, Buffaloes versus Gators. Who will win? Imagine in real life. The Buffaloes would trample the Gators. I'm going to... As a... I got to fill in uh, Matt's... Since Matt's not here, I got to be the college football guy. You're the sports fan? (laughs) Like when Matt's not here? (laughs) I I, I like college football anyway. Um... And yeah, I, I don't like the Gators because I'm a Tennessee volunteer. And so I'm going to go up close. Do you know where my parents went to school? Probably Florida. They went to University of Florida. That's okay. I forgive them. All Gators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
on the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Randy Cox, uh, wonderful name by the way, says perhaps it might not count, but I think the core Final Fantasy series could stand to regain some of the silliness from earlier entries. I'm sure 16 will be a good game, but the two trailers they've released so far are so grave that you'd never guess that it's part of a series that features an octopus trying to ruin an opera. (laughs) 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 Most revered scene. (laughs) Oh, Someone should hire you to write this. Some things about about games. That was great. Uh, On Twitter, uh, Joe's Apartment 2 which makes me remember the two times I've been arrested was for stealing Joe's apartment on VHS. Wow. wow. Is that a reference to your criminal history? Yeah. 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 I don't know if it is or not. Um, I had a movie poster of that. I know. I thought it was really good at the time. Turns out they only released like two movies a year and yeah, Joe's apartment. The Battlefield series could definitely use a boost. After the grim, dark last few years, the story in Battlefield Bad Company 1 and 2 were a great surprise for the series, and it's a shame they haven't had a chance to revisit a smaller squad-based story, and i that's exactly what we talked about on the show. Whether Bad Company went silly, it didn't, but it grounded its story by having, like, Bad Company had human characters, Whereas um, almost all Battlefields, like, you're just a fucking drone. But Battlefield Bad Company gave you a squad to talk about what they're going through. Where Battlefield hasn't really... You are really just disposable drones throughout the rest of the series. It has a single player, but, like, they can't... You can't release Battlefield World War One and 2042 and have them all in the same game. At Dewani Raksha says, the Civilization games are great, but uh, actually I feel like I should read this in a British accent because of Civilization. Yeah, Civilization. Civilization games are great. No, that's terrible. Sorry. (laughs) No. Uh, The Civilization games are great. (laughs) They should stand to have a wacky mode. Drop the catastrophes from SimCity in there for for giggles. Fighting a thousand year war with those cheese-eating surrender monkeys, the French? Alien invasion. Gandhi has nukes? Godzilla attack, etc. Was was the the deal with Gandhi that like he was set so far to being pacifistic that they it, it went too far and the computer just looped it back around to like most aggressive. So it was like an in joke that Gandhi is like the most hostile and warlike leader in civilization. <laughs> I've heard, yeah, I'm not immediately. a player, yeah. but I've definitely heard the legend of Gandhi in that mm-hmm. respect for sure. I'm gonna say that was Civ two. It was a long time ago, but it stuck. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Shy Guy Fieri says, Batman, not even just the games, but the entire franchise. Look, I get it. We were all traumatized by Clooney's bat nipples. I, too, was once an edgelord teenager who thought comics should be taken super seriously. But nearly two decades out from Batman Begins, I am so tired of the grounded, quote, realistic take on Batman. I absolutely love Adam West Batman as well as the Brave and the Bold. Can we have more of that? Mm. Just a little bit? Can Batman be fun again? I mean, I thought the Batman was fine, but what's even the point of having the Penguin if he's not going to use an umbrella that's also a machine gun? That's his whole thing. What's this What's this thing in the Batman? Being a fat guy with a limp? And can we have fun, <laughs> wacky gadgets and vehicles? I'm not a fan of all his stuff looking like tactical military gear. He's not Solid Snake. He's a rich dude. 
Jeff Bezos wore a cowboy hat to go into space. Not everything has to be practical. And give us more Robin. Robin is awesome. He's been there almost since the beginning, and he's probably the most important Batman character other than Batman himself. There are other Batman stories outside of the Dark Knight Returns and the Killing Joke, you know. And those sentiments go double for Godzilla. Godzilla vs. Kong was perfect. Just keep doing that. <laughs> what a great answer. I, yeah, yeah, I want to marry whoever this user is. That's Shy uh, Guy Fieri. Yeah, Shy Guy Fieri. Because uh, part of the reason... I don't want to be nostalgic for Batman. We were watching Batman the animated series, but like Batman doesn't monologue like, I am the knight. I am the vengeance of everything. Like, no, he's just a fucking crossing guard. He, but he, well, he, he, takes he, the edits. he quips, he makes jokes, he gets confused sometimes. Yes. Like, and, 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 like, I, spoiler for that show, like, I think Ken, Kevin Conroy is the best Bruce Wayne of all time. Like, seeing how you juggle those two. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a human being and I want to see my city get better. I don't see that in any of the movies. Some uh, c- certain times, you just see a tortured man who's so mm-hmm. mad at his parents dying, and you never see that from Batman the Animated Series. Um, I'm over that. I just want to make the city better. I'm not punching mm-hmm. you to get revenge on my parents dying. Mm-hmm. And so- I think Batman needs to get back to that. Batman the Animated Series, like. That is the most charismatic Batman of my lifetime. Like, uh, hmm. like he he even says, like, I'm not going to kill you. Um, and he disarms almost everybody. And he hmm. ties up almost everybody. Uh, it's not a vengeance against everyone. But yeah, Batman should be a hero. And the more they make him dark, the more it's going to be difficult for him to be... I'm a rich guy, and I'm tired of all this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to beat up everyone I don't like. Uh, like, no, that's not where bet. And so, like, yeah, watching the Conroy version was just, like, amazing. Amazing. We kind of had a silly... It, it wasn't silly, but it was not... A, it was campy in uh, Gotham. You guys watch Gotham at all? No. I did uh, for one season. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> it was okay. Um, it was kind of like a background watch for me for the most part. But the, the, as it went on, especially, it got a little campier. Um, is there is there a good yeah. uh, DC show on the air right now that I don't know about? I don't know. I uh, I'm the same uh, way. Peacemaker. Peacemaker's good. Yeah, Peacemaker. I didn't shit. know who that was. Either. I know, I know. I, just, I keep yelling at people like, "I love comic books. We need more comic book shows." Harley Quinn is great. And CW is like, "We have seven comic book shows." I'm like, "I'm not watching those." Um, Chris, with our very common name, it's always bugged me that there's no superheroes with it, even though every yeah. superhero is played by a Chris. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but Peacemaker is a Chris, so oh, he's kind of he's kind of a douche. True. But he's a Chris. Yeah. yeah me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> We have a, a Chris fund. You're not a douche, but I am. <laughs> the other most common name of our generation is Mike, and uh, we have a Mike Amari with a video answer. Hey, VJ crew. Mike Amari here with the question of the week. Uh, coming from Legoland in Goshen, New York. Uh, question of the week, of course, was which video game series would you like to see go completely silly? Uh, for me, Max Payne. And keeping with the theme, I would like to see Max Payne go completely Lego. I want to see a Lego Max Payne. With full with no voice acting, just go ahead and just pantomime. Thanks for being with me this week, guys. Look forward to being with you again next week. Oh, it's a short one. 
Uh, yeah, I just want to say he was walking through a very long hallway, and if it weren't for the Lego stuff on the walls, I would have assumed he'd slipped into the back rooms, which are like a weird internet right. urban legend creepypasta that I've discovered recently that has like at least two games about it on Steam. Oh, goodness. Probably a, a thousand Roblox games. Probably, yeah, at least. Okay, so new question of the week. We had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection this week, which is not just a collection of antique games, but is also an exhaustive collection of background information about them, behind-the-scenes documentation and cool stuff like that. What is a collection you'd like to see that does something similar? What series should be collected with that same care and attention to detail? I will go first, because I've said this a thousand, hundred billion times, and I want to fucking throw it in Chris Baker's face. Um, Spider-Man. Because he's, he's one of the first... Uh, whatever... If there's any visual documents from that first like Atari uh, commercial, I would love to see that. Oh, yes. Um... It's a great commercial. Yeah, like 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 Spider Man has good commercials, um, and mostly bad games. But I would, I would, I would pay like up before the PlayStation game. I would pay sixty dollars to see every pre PlayStation game in a collection. I really would, and that's from Atari to yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, and it, it, it runs into the same problem of everything else, where there's multiple publishers involved. There's certain dead publishers involved. You know, there's. It, does that code even exist anymore? Right. But I guess we got to wave all that aside for the sake of this question. No, no, no. But I, I think I, it's possible because, like, some of this digital yeah. eclipse stuff and some of the Disney stuff I've worked on is like it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I I've, I feel like it was like Disney reached out to Capcom as a courtesy to make new Ducktales games. They can make new Ducktales games all they want. They can remake the old Ducktales games all they want. But um, it's a courtesy. Uh, they own those games, and um, I haven't heard Konami mentioned with the Calabunga collection. And, and only recently, I was like, "Oh, is Konami involved?" <laughs> um, it might not matter because the rights holders still exist, and Konami doesn't make games, so who knows? Yeah. Well, well my answer uh, also involves Konami, and, and that's Batman. Uh, but it would be uh, a. a a collaboration between Konami and Sunsoft, which apparently exists still. Yep. They they just announced some new yeah, games. Some recently. more Blaster Master games. Uh, yeah, I think it's realistic that, that Konami and Sunsoft could come together to, to, to give oh, us uh, basically all the movie games from the the night. Well, not the acclaimed ones. We could throw the acclaimed ones in there. When Jack if, Nicholson if is dead, easily, there just, is there is so much digital Jack Nicholson. Oh, that's in the Sunsoft ones. Yeah, that that is an issue that you might have to deal yeah. with uh, likeness. But it's only like in the in the cutscenes and the. I mean, I, I think you could get around it. Uh, what even now? It's a big risk, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> yeah, Batman. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Batman. A Batman <laughs> collection. But with, with Sunsoft, Konami. Whatever those awful Turbo the, Graphics Bubble Bobble games, games are. It, it doesn't really matter. No one cares about those. Actually, you know, the first Batman game didn't even come out in America. Yeah, it was uh, it was released by Ocean, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, only came out in Europe, uh, so that could be just like a did you know, like, yeah, like the, the crap who, on rare replay. What? Uh, who <laughs> listening wouldn't want to own that? Like a, a, 
the, the ZX Spectrum stuff on on uh, Rare yeah. Replay, you know, I, I I dabbled in that, and it was Horrible. cool to see it. But, but it, that's what that would be, and, and it'd be great to yeah. be in there, you know. Uh, so yeah, basically everything through the eighties and nineties for that. I, I my my answer also involves Konami, and it's something I'm pretty sure could never happen because it would be a Metal Gear collection. That uh, would have to be created with heavy involvement from Hideo Kojima, uh, <laughs> and where he talks about like what his influences were at the time. I would also like to see side by side comparisons of the celebrity images that were used as the basis for the character portraits nice. in Metal Gear Two: Solid Snake. Yes, uh, yeah, just get all the the wonderful copyright <laughs> infringement in That's there. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it, it would be really cool to see. Like the entire series collected in one place, at least you know, um, from Metal Gear One on MSX to uh, Metal Gear Solid Four on PS3. Just get those all in there. If that could somehow be compatible with with all modern consoles and feature a ton of background information and design background, like talk about stuff that was cut, whatever. Basically, make it an interactive art book. Uh, yeah, that's why I say it's never going to happen. But uh, this is this is all yeah. fantasy. No, no, I don't exactly. have to pitch this. Don't say that because it's it's been an, it's been an honor, ladies and gentlemen, to live this long, to see things happen that should never ever happen, and we've seen that over and over again. Uh, companies that don't want to make games anymore might want to sell old games, mm, right. <laughs> and we've seen that over and over again. Um, and I've seen the impossible happen repeatedly. Yeah, uh, never say never. Yeah, never say never. Get, go they to they, they did it. They, they could technically do it without Kojima, but you yeah. know, mm-hmm. if they did, they would make like Snake's Revenge look like the premier metal mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Like <laughs> everyone loves Snake's Revenge. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure that like a complete collection would be like untenable. Like get get the Acid games in there. Get the Game Boy Color mm-hmm. Ghost Babel like. I, 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 Michael, I think they will have to negotiate something with Kojima because they will. N- Konami can't keep moving forward on the uh, Pro Evolution soccer license. Mm, they've done it for for a while. Yeah, but they, because they're mad at him, they were mad at him earlier. But they, they but, like what? What I don't, what I don't understand is he's not the only game developer out there. Other people could make Metal Gear, presumably. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay, saying they, they should, right? but they well, could. The, yeah, well, survive. The zombie game? Yeah. 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 And you don't want to admit it, but like, sorry, Michael could make a good Metal Gear. <laughs> if he was... Uh, people could do that, and they will. Mm. But I've, I'm a follower of the Disney company, and like a bunch of people are fired and come back, and uh, they will do documentaries... When their companies are older, and Konami right now is a 50-year-old company, and like, this guy, he was such a thorn in our side, I never want to hear from him again. Like, that's not going to matter 10 years from now. Like, you're going to need to re-release these games, and he's going to have to talk mm. about them. Period. Yeah. And I, I predicted, predicted that earlier, that hire another guy who loves Metal Gear to make a Metal Gear game. It'll be terrible, and it will hire Kojima's company. <laughs> To make more Metal Gear games. So yes, Konami, hire me so I can make a terrible Metal Gear. Yes, make Michael the Fall Guy. Yes. Yes. Michael, Fall Guy. Michael, stepping stone Fall to guy. A, a new age of Metal Gear. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, what is a series that you'd like to see? What if collected? Solid Snake was an influencer? What if? <laughs> Welcome to my YouTube channel. <laughs> There's got to be somebody VTubing yeah. as, uh, as Solid Snake. This is an unboxing. It's boxing. I'm going to put a cardboard box over this product. Subscribe. Maybe hit the bell. Yeah. <laughs> hit the exclamation point to make me run. Um, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Uh, what's a series that you'd like to see collected with the same care and attention to detail as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Haug Bunga Collection? Let us know. Go Please. to VigiGameApocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 487. Alternately, you know can... Baker's answer is Mr. Do, because you can remember that. Yes, clearly. Uh, alternately, you can go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer in the comments. Or ping us on Twitter, at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Um, let's go with some plugs. Chris Baker, Circus Electrique, anything else you want people to know about? Uh, yes, Circus Electrique comes out Tuesday... Uh, basically any modern console and PC should be there for you. Uh, you can follow uh, at Zen underscore studios to find out more about the game. Uh, I'm at CBig76 on Twitter. You can go to my YouTube, superhero.bg, totally different thing. It's my favorite YouTube uh, channel, there's some, please. There's some turtle stuff going on there lately, mm. if you're curious about that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Cool. Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. Um, a lot of fun stuff happening there. New Star Sick of Star Wars, a lot of 80s in depth episodes. Finally, visit us online at VigigameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikipartas. That's W I K I P A R A Z. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I always get it mixed up in my head with there was a bit on podcast comedy Bang Bang years ago where I think it was James Adomian who was on doing a Paul Giamatti impression. And he's like, tell me about my latest movie. I play a clown that gets fucked in the ass for 48 hours straight. You goddamn motherfuckers. I get it for you. No one's going to see it. <laughs> I love his Paul Giamatti. My, my Paul it. Giamatti is shit. So I'm glad oh. you, you came in and saved that. <laughs> I'm goddamn John Adams, goddamn it, and you goddamn motherfuckers in Congress won't even recognize you. You are the motherfucking Antichrist.